What's up, Bench Warmers? Episode 59 of the Far End of the Bench podcast with Jimmy Pilato and Nico Bryant. We have so much to get to. We also talk about something other than football this week. I know it's been football packed the last few weeks, but hey, we got baseball. We got some basketball to talk about. Nico is happy with the way the Nuggets are running their organization. That's Very all I'm going to say. But now, be sure to follow us at FEOTB Pod before we get there. Subscribe on your favorite listening platform. Leave a five star rating and review. Subscribe on YouTube. Leave a like on the video. We've been growing all of our stuff. We can't. Have, we thank everybody for following along so far, and we can't wait to uh, get more of you all over here on the bench, more bench warmers, and we'll get to continue to do some great stuff. Be sure to check out our sponsor, MyBookie.ag. Use promo code Bench, all capitals, and double your first deposit when you sign up your account. And we got some uh, pretty interesting betting lines coming up this week. And Nico had a tough ride the slope for his first one, but he's going to try and bounce back this week. Oh yeah, we're bouncing back 100. percent and uh, yeah, now we get to let's get into this. Uh, speaking victory of betting, Monday part two, victory Monday part two, pa- victory Monday part two. But speaking of betting, should we bet? On, should we take into consideration? We don't ever take into consider. Never have, never will. No pre preseason doesn't count. Jets aren't a terrible organization. Benchwarmers, for this week's center of attention, I just have to get this off my chest. Anthony Joshua is not washed. He's not overrated. He was the world's heavyweight champion, the IBF and the WBO world's heavyweight champion. I believe it's just people in the media who see people that they envy, and they would rather see them fail than succeed. Saturday morning, obviously, I talked about his fight. I was betting on it. I did bet on it. I lost. But he got beat outright, unanimous decision by Alexander Olsik. Great fight by him. Great champion. He's a great boxer. I don't like the fact that the media decided to go right away to, oh, he's washed up. He's overrated. Or the crap on social media about the Black Lives Matter protest. That was, it was proven that it was clipped. He said before he made that speech that he was not speaking on his own behalf. He was speaking on the terms of somebody else in his friend circle. Should he have done it? Maybe not. But he's not a guy that's done anything wrong. He's a world heavyweight championship level boxer. He's an Olympic gold medalist. He's not bad. He's a really damn good boxer. Alexander Olsik just happened to be better. So instead of being very quick to tear down somebody and to just say that they had no business being there, let's take a second, let's breathe, let's have the facts right, and let's give the credit to the guy who actually sat there and won the belt. Because... I'll tell you one thing. Nobody said a damn word about how good of a boxer Alexander Olsik is. They're all worried about what Anthony Joshua did or didn't do in his training. Sometimes you just get beat. Sometimes it's not your night. And as aspiring members of the media, we know all about clickbaiting. We talk about it sometimes, but there's a difference between clickbaiting and attacking somebody personally. I didn't like what I saw after Anthony Joshua lost his titles. It's unfortunate. Like I said, congrats to Alexander Olsik. But I'm not very happy with the way that it was perceived and talked about in the media. And that's my center of attention. Let's get into episode 59 of the podcast. <whistles> Nico, I'm just going to come out and say it. You way undersold the gambling high. I told you. It gets, I told you. It gets to you. Like, it's it's legit. Like, yeah. it, it, it's crazy. No, this... Uh, 
<laughs> you won some money, and and I told you I was like, dude, once you get in, you're hooked. Oh yeah, it stays there. It's done. It, it's it's it, you're all the way in. Mm-hmm. And I am all the way in. I did set myself a limit so that I don't become a total degenerate. Yeah, that's what I told you. You gotta. Yeah. I, I gave you three rules. One, you bet on stuff that you're passionate about. Number two, bet on something you're confident in. And number three, you bet on something that you you're watching. Mm-hmm. If you don't have one of those three things, you don't bet on it. Yeah. And it's worked out pretty well. For so you. far, the one thing that I couldn't watch, I lost because that yeah. was the Anthony Joshua fight. I, it was at five o'clock in the morning because uh, yeah, it was I, over in the UK. That's their own problem for that. But I also set myself a two hundred dollar deposit limit each month. So if I would have lost everything, I would have been done until the end of October. Because when I told my family that last weekend, I was like, "Oh yeah, sign up for my bookie. I've given myself a two hundred dollar spending limit for each month," and they're like. The month ends next week. I was like, no, 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 no. I thought about Again, that. Yeah. The next, the, the next. Thing start is, the is though, you don't have to keep depositing. You can just gain on top of that. Yeah. And the more, then, then you don't even. Then it, it's okay. If I lose all my money, then I'll deposit more. But I'm not gonna lose it all because we're smart. Yeah. That, I didn't have to. I'm up a hundred dollars from the two hundred that I deposited initially, so that was good. And my bookie was a great way to actually bet on stuff. And when I told him about the props. Because I won some money for the USA Ryder Cup. Shout out Team uh, yep, USA. Yep, I, I I I pointed you in that direction. I was like, you got. I hit, I hammered the hell out of that yeah. too. I texted you when I saw it. I was like, is that great? He's like, yeah, that's right gonna now, hit. Do it right now. <laughs> uh, I also hit the somebody will bleed at the that USC was the 266. Money I think I've ever won in my life. But I also had family rooting for like submission, 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 submission. Like everybody just <laughs> yeah, getting guillotine choked, and they were like, yeah. that I don't think it'll happen, but wouldn't that be funny if yeah, the first weekend you bet that's what happened? No, but uh, like I said, my bookie is a great, super easy if you're new to betting. And uh, mybookie.ag promo code bench all all capitalized. Uh, you'll double your first deposit. So it was a fun betting weekend, and I, I'm still salty that you didn't tell me how good it feels to win those Dude, bets. I, I tell you, like it's it's there's no rush like it, especially like in games that like you think are over. Those rushes of like hitting the over, hitting the under. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, like the Final Four at college basketball last year, I had money on the under, and and I lost it by two points, and I was yelling at the TV for them to stop fouling and stop shooting, and then they hit it by one, like two points, and that yeah. was my mind. There's no rush like it because when you have that much money, I mean, we saw or we heard about the the guy that had a twenty five dollar bet, and what it came out was seven hundred ninety thousand dollars. And luckily, he he, 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 uh, he they whatever app that was, they gave him some compensation. But still, that's the stuff that you're like, you know, what? if I hit it, I hit it. If I if I'm on, I'm on. <laughs> no, I'm I'm bad. I'm not. I am. You know, I overreact. I think everybody knows I overreact at this point because of the pickums and and the betting lines. But I'll talk more specifically about the Notre Dame game because that's where I won a good bulk of my money against Wisconsin. It, <laughs> middle of the second quarter, I was like, well. I just hope they lose by less than six and a half because there's no way they're winning it. It's over. The I was like, Notre Dame didn't show up. You you trolled me on my on our own account. I was like, can somebody remind Notre Dame that they're the number twelve team in the country? Like, update. They they, yeah. they 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 arrived. They figured it out. <laughs> um, but no, that was great. We have a lot to get to this week. We'll have the pick'em and everything like that. But we're gonna start with some non-football sports because I know, yes, weird. they do exist. It, it's the fall. It's October almost actually. The day after you 
guys are listening to this, two days after you guys are listening to this, it'll be spooky season yeah, officially. Spooktober. It'll be spooktober. Spooktober. But uh, we have some pretty tight MLB races coming down to the wire. And one, I there's like one really tight MLB race. And then we have to talk about the elephant in the room if you're a baseball fan because everybody was wrong. And I don't think anybody expected it. But uh, NL East, the Phillies and Braves, that's really the only race that you don't know who's going to win. Uh, I guess the NL West too, but both those teams are going to be in the in the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah. The East, they have to win the division to get that spot. There's no, they're not close to the wild card the or wild, anything yeah, like that. They're not even close at all. And right now, Philly with only trailing two and a half to the Braves. That's like the Phillies are, are getting hot at the right time. Mm. The Braves have obviously don't have Acuna, who was injured. I think it was the first week of the year, yeah. something like that. And they're tr- they're 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 scratching, clawing, trying to hold on. They're like holding on for dear life. Because they know that they're probably not good enough, like they were last year, to get to the NL or the NL championship. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's NLCS, called? NLCS. NLCS. Yeah. There it is. Um, to get there that far, the Phillies are are hitting their stride at the right time. And Bryce Harper, I know we gave him a lot of shit over oh, yeah. All Star Weekend, but dude has actually been balling. Yeah, I had to eat my words. He's he's getting there. He remembers where he is now. He's not in Washington anymore. He's in Phil. He's in Philadelphia. The Braves have to. I mean. I think everybody plays – I think they normally work out the schedule so that you only play in division for the last week, which is all we have left, seven days, and then October baseball is here and it's time for the playoffs. But that one's pretty interesting. The other interesting news that I wanted to talk about, it's also in the NL, San Diego's not making the playoffs. Dude, there's a good chance the Rockies end up with a better record than the Padres. I saw it. I know it's going to be wild. Rockies need to win, like, a lot more games. But I saw something where, like – there's a chance the Rockies could pass the Padres in the standings. I yeah. You spent all that money, and you can't even hold on to a number two seed in your division? No. That is terrible. They should have at least – I thought, you know, the Dodgers yeah, we, win 100 games every yeah, year. Yeah, I thought we, that we are going to have two – I think we are going to have 200-game winners out of the NL West. Yeah, we do. But I was expecting it to be San Diego and Los Angeles and not – San Francisco and Los Angeles. Yes. They went north instead of south. I don't know what happened. You know what happened? The Padres remembered, like the Chargers in San Diego, ooh. who they are. The Padres are, have been a poverty franchise for, for uh, since Tony Gwynn basically mm-hmm. retired. And and while Tony Gwynn was, was there, they never really won much either. True. So they remembered who they were. And I'm not saying this like as a big Rockies fan and saying my team's not a poverty franchise either because we are. But the Padres, they they remembered they have all this talent. And the fact that Machado and Tatis, too, that little scuffle, that was eye-opening to me because Tatis it looks like he's in, in it for himself. That and Machado was calling him out on the BS. Like yeah. he 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 was he was coming at him, you know, like this ain't about you, blah 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 blah. And like Machado has gotten further in the in the postseason. He's been in the postseason. He mm-hmm. may not be the best role model. There's no doubt about it. Machado's not the best role model. But the guy has postseason experience. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me this young kid who who is all that. Uh, had to get moved to right field first of all because he was terrible at shortstop and, and defensively and, and you're telling me that you're gonna not back him up like they're obviously gonna side with Tatis but yeah they have way bad. too much money invested in him that's why you gotta I didn't like the deal granted we looked at it when it happened when he signed the mega deal it wasn't all that big it's not really any bigger than oh, he some of the other contracts year yeah by year but, but he also he was 22 years old. They didn't know what he was going to turn into, and now he's turning into a locker room cancer, and that's not something you can have 
in Ooh. in baseball. It is it is one of the more individualized team sports, but it is also still a team sport. You need nine guys on the diamond, especially on defense. It's individual when you're hitting, but when you're on defense, everybody needs to work together. Everybody needs to know the situation on the same page, and they're not on the same page right now. Well, every single person from the pitcher all the way to the outfield, they got to be all on the same page. They got to be ready to go. Mm -hmm. But when you step in the batter's box, if you have the attitude of it's about me, and you try to swing for the yard like Tatis does basically every at bat, then this is the outcome you're going to get. He doesn't play his role very well. He wants to be the man, and he is the man in San Diego because the franchise dubbed him the man, but. Doesn't really deserve it. No. That's not the kind of. That's not, not yet. Let's no. say not yet. He didn't. He did deserve the money that he got, because he's had a great early start to his career. And hats off to him. I know we all we were super excited to watch Fernando Tatis play baseball uh, up until uh, August started and, and football season uh, came back. But now they're 24 games behind the first place. That's that's. I mean, like I said, the Rockies are, are as relevant right now as the Padres are in the standings. Like, like yeah, legit. the Rockies 71-84, the Padres are 78-78. and 78. Like, they, They're not even going to – at this point, there's a chance they don't break 80 wins in the season. Which, like, that's, With that's, the amount of money that they've put into that team and the amount of money that they put into that roster, if I was the owner or if I was the general manager, I would be livid, like losing oh. my mind. Because all you're doing is taking your big wads of money and throwing them out the window right now. Also, I want to add one little tid point before the season. We said over under Rockies, 55 wins. We hammered the over. We that's, hammered the over. That's, yeah, we did hit it. <laughs> we I, hammered the over. I didn't expect to always win at home. That was the thing. I thought that they would be as dog shit as they are on the road at home. But yeah, the know. story's about to be out the door anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Oh, you had to bring that. We were almost got through <laughs> almost baseball. Almost got talk. through. <laughs> oh, almost did. But hey, the Nuggets. Oh, man. Oh, baby. Look. People outside of the Denver area are pissed, or, or not pissed, but like, why the fuck the Nuggets pay MPJ that much money? For reference, Michael Porter Jr. got signed five years, $207 million. People are like, well, he hasn't done anything, blah, blah, blah. This kid is special. And I hate to break it to you, we're not going to be signing any big free agents for that amount of money. You don't sign big free agents in this market. What have we been saying? Like, What have we been saying? You, you can't. Ho- you have homegrown talent that has a potential to be an all-NBA type player. You lock him up. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what Tim Connolly did. The money, $207 million, that's going to – look, we're going to be over luxury tax. But all that tells me is that Tim Connolly is willing to spend money. That's all that and that that means that we have Jokic Murray Jokic obviously has to sign another deal in a year mm-hmm. and a half which he's not leaving so it doesn't matter I don't have to worry about that but Jokic Murray and MPJ all are signed for the next 5 6 years mm-hmm. that's your core that doesn't happen that doesn't happen that like, that's, normally that money goes to your trade trade budget and Tim Connolly has proven that he's not looking to make big splash trades. It would be nice. We talked about Aaron, a few guys. Aaron Gordon like, deal is as big of a splash trade as you'll yeah, see. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's about as big as it was. But L.A. would be like, what? Yeah. like it's, You didn't spend $100 million on a free agent? I don't know what you're doing. But, uh, no, I think that was great. I think it's a different culture that you're building. And we saw last year, I mean, this culture can do some good things. If there, everybody oh, was healthy last so. year, I think... See a conference final, maybe NBA championship appearance. The the look the ten game, eleven game stretch after the Aaron Gordon deal. People forget the Nuggets were twelve and zero. I'm pretty sure, or something like that. Mm-hmm. That eleven game stretch, whatever it was, maybe it was ten and two. I'm not sure, but it was a crazy they until were, Jamal got injured. Yeah, that was the best offensive team in basketball on paper, based on percentages. Once or once we trade for Aaron Gordon. 
look, we don't have Jamal Murray probably till February, it looks like. Obviously, they're not going to push him to, to, to come back and eat, like soon, soon. Yeah. But, look, this is the best Nuggets team I've seen in a while. And I could not be more excited considering what Jokic looks like in in – like in 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 preseason stuff, like it, it's crazy to think. And then, and then you have all this BS coming from Philadelphia, where they're trying to pray one of our stars away from us. Ben Simmons. Who 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 are they wanting? They want in a Murray. Trade they want MPJ for Ben Simmons. Yes, I think that you could probably give the Sixers a sandwich and they'd get rid of Ben Simmons right now. Ben Simmons is first of all, Ben Simmons hasn't reported training camp because training camp started. I believe it was on Monday as yours list. He said he's not going this. to either. He's not going to. He has publicly said, I am not joining the team. I am aware of the fines I will take to not join the team. So he is going to be dealing with all of that. Mm-hmm. And the six and the report came out the Nuggets were interested, which I look, I, I, I don't deny it. The problem where you're running into is the only person that you'll be able to match that contract right now would be Jamal Murray, the trade. Because look, MPJ just signed a deal. Eric Gordon just signed a deal. Will Barton just signed a deal. Mm-hmm. You can, that, they have a, there's a six-month trade period where you cannot trade those guys. So that means come February, come the trade or the trade deadline, then you'd be able to make that deal. But I don't think Philly makes wants to make that deal. No. Look, I'd be willing to give up Bull Bull, maybe PJ Dozier, maybe Monte Morris for Benson. So they could restart the process. <laughs> so yeah, so Philly can restart the process. <laughs> uh but because Ben Simmons is that good defensively, yeah, you add him to this lineup, and this this team would be unreal if they had Ben Simmons without giving up the st- core. Okay, so I, was, I would be willing to give up bench players for him. You do not even question giving up Murray or MPJ for him. No, no, not Murray or MPJ. But here's my scenario because I think that you can maybe make the argument that their impact on the team would be similar if Aaron Gordon was eligible to trade. Would you go Aaron Gordon for Ben Simmons? Or do you think Aaron Gordon maybe brings a little bit more on the offensive end? Because we know Ben Simmons ain't shooting. That's ben true. Simmons is not shooting. He's not dunking. Nothing. No, no, no shot goes up with Ben Simmons. Based upon what Aaron Gordon did in the postseason, he wasn't doing much shooting either. Well, <laughs> so I'll, I'll say that Ben Simmons' defense is better than Aaron Gordon. And, yeah, no and doubt. come the postseason, you're going to need him to guard Kawhi, um, guard LeBron, guard Doncic, guard mm. guard um, guard guys like that. So that's where I would say I would think about it. I would be willing to do that because Ben Simmons, look, we, we give him so much slander, but he comes into this team and he's the fourth option. There's going to be no expectations. All he has to do is – dunk the ball from Jokic who will find him in open spots and play defense. That's where uh, I'm Is he going like, to dunk it though? Because we saw him pass up a free dunk in the postseason. That's true. You no know shots in the fourth quarter since game three. That still baffles me because I, I can't shoot and I would shoot in the fourth quarter. Like At some point, you just got to put something up and think it's you got to break the stigma somehow. You got to break it in your own head and somehow. He looks, and he looks damn good in 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 videos, preseason videos. You can shoot all day in yeah. an empty gym. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> like like I look. That's why I'm in a mind space of I know I've seen what Ben Simmons can do defensively. Mm-hmm. That is a A plus tier defender that will affect the defensive side of the game that much more. And right now, if I look at this team, Jamal's a decent defender, but MPJ hasn't taken that step yet. Maybe he does this year. Who knows? But I look at Ben Simmons. If you add him to this starting five, this is a championship team, winner or bust. Mm-hmm. Like, like the, but you cannot 
give up Jamal Murray APJ. If if look and Philadelphia thinks that they're still that they're that they're still contenders if they trade Ben Simmons, that's just not happening. They, they they missed out trading Ben Simmons for James Harden last year at the deadline. They should have pulled that trigger like no other because that that would have made them probably the favorites in the East mm-hmm. going to last season. And they were unable to do that because they want to keep Ben Simmons. And here they are, and no one wants him. So now the Sixers are at a point where you, you only have one star. Your team is going to be heavily depleted. You don't have your other star. Because, look, Ben Simmons is an all-star type player when he puts his mind to it. When he, that's the question, when he puts his mind to it. But he will not step in Philadelphia ever again. And for that reason, Philadelphia, they're going to basically have to get what they get. Because there's not a whole lot. You can, you're not going to get an all-star back. I hate to tell you that. It's not going to happen. No, it's not. He's way past that. And that Philadelphia, that's the, be- that's the good and bad thing about the Philadelphia markets. When they want to get rid of a player, they wait until they've already shredded any kind of credibility that they could f- maybe have in a trade situation before they trade him. They j- absolutely tear him down to the, bar- to the studs, and I'm not interested in that. I don't want to kick the tires. No. I'm ready. I, the Nuggets, we have a family. I'm ready for a nice, yeah. reliable family car. I'm not looking to put the li- my life in like some old beater that's going to cost me $200 less. And that's what Ben Simmons is to me just because I know, trust me, I know I don't know anything about basketball comparatively to a lot of people. I know Ben Simmons is a very, very good basketball defender. I cannot have a professional athlete that has the yips to the point where I pass up a free dunk in the playoffs. I can have that as my fourth option. As the yeah, as the fourth that's, option. That's where I'm at. You don't but give up. Yeah. Here's the when you trade for Ben Simmons, some way karmically, maybe one of your first three options goes down at some point because that's and, and, seemingly and, and, seemingly what happens, and that's just like that's the risk I don't necessarily want to take. That's that's fair. That's what that, look. It's. Philadelphia, first of all, hasn't helped themselves either at all. Ben or Joel Embiid and Doc Rivers are saying, "Well, we did. We've only said good things about Ben Simmons." I beg to differ, y'all. After Game Seven against uh, was it Milwaukee or was it oh against Atlanta? Mm-hmm. Game Seven against Atlanta, and they came out and said, "Well, Ben Simmons missed the. He's he's not taking up shots." They basically put the blame on him, and then now they're saying, "Well, all we've shown is love." Well, the kid's not there now. Look what you did. You really think that he's he's going to come back and play for your franchise after what you said to him, the coach, and now the the fans don't want him back. The, the trade value, this is the Aaron Rodgers trade value. Aaron Rodgers has more trade value because he's, he was an MVP. This is the trade value where the Packers trying to get whatever they can, basically, mm-hmm. at the end of the season. Ben Simmons, you're going to have to take what you get because you're not going to be given jack shit. And then now you're going to waste the, uh, an all-star level type player at times on basically sitting at home training because he doesn't want to step foot in your organization's You goal. guys bullied him too much. That's crazy. You can bully an alpha male professional athlete to the point where, I don't want to go. They're just going to make fun of me. Imagine what they said behind closed doors. Oh, my God. Because they were yeah. pretty, pretty nasty in the media and everything like that. And it, it's Philly, I know. But imagine what was said behind closed doors. That's the um, thing. And, and, uh, and look, I said this, I want to say last postseason, it's the Doc Rivers effect. Yeah. Look what he did for the Clippers against the Nuggets. There's a reason why he's been the only coach in NBA history to have multiple 3-1 deficits lost. <laughs> Straight up, the only reason why Doc Rivers has a job right now is Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce. Yeah. Because he won one ring in Boston. One. 
That's the only reason why he has jobs right now. Because he's been obviously a terrible head coach for wherever he's went. And now the locker room aspect is making it even worse. I'm just glad that his son's actually doing pretty well for the Nuggets. That's the only bright spot that comes from that family. And uh, it's not good. But that was – see, I told you we'd talk about something other than football. But uh, those are two pretty big things that happened. I would, I knew that you were going to have the MPJ stuff in. I didn't – I saw you going back and forth with Sixers Twitter. It didn't get as heated as I thought it was going to. They're idiots. Man. Yeah, they're I know. Idiots. I know. I know. I get it. But uh, let's transition. Let's talk about the. Uh, we'll start with the NFL because I want to talk another victory Monday. Another victory Monday. <laughs> I think When's the last is, time that we had two in a month? I don't think we had two at all last year. <laughs> I no, think we, we well oh, we no because the Bengals won two games, but I th- bet you the Broncos lost when the Bengals yeah, won there. Yeah, we, we okay. had one victory Monday yep. last year, and here we are in week three. We have two. Who would and, have thought? And I mean, the I Bengals did. won in Pittsburgh. <laughs> I know. That Since was 2012. <laughs> since the world was supposed to end, the Bengals have now won in Pittsburgh again. The monkey is off their back. Uh, it was beautiful. It was a good It was a good weekend football Dude, overall. How the fuck did this Steelers team beat the Bills week one? This, no team, this offense is the worst in football. I did you ready see to Ben? Say, he tripped oh on his God. own foot. Did you see the rollout where he just fell down? Just fell? Yeah. Like, it's... it's, it's <laughs> It's like, take the horse out to the back and please kill it. You like, should have like killed he, him last he, year. He, his legs are broken. Just put him out of his misery. Like, it's that bad with, with the Steelers. And look, your, your young team, Ben Rosberg, I said it last year before, like, there's no doubt that Ben Rosberg is the worst quarterback in that division already. Mm-hmm. And this, I said, the Steelers defense is is good when they're healthy. When no they TJ have no Watt. pass rushers, though, they're yeah, when, not very When they good. don't have no pass yeah. rushers, it hurts them. And especially a team that doesn't have very good a line like yourself with the, with the Bengals. But I don't know what, you, what you're thinking. First of all, Najee Harris, why did you waste a first-round pick on a guy and not even use him? Oh, he had 14 catches and 14 rushing attempts. Like, like, he like, was the offense because Ben, ben knows he can't throw more. a pass five yards. No, he, I agree. But Ben can only get him the ball on checkdowns or handoffs. Ben cannot throw the ball past 10 yards. Which hurts Claypool and Juju and, and uh, I forgot the fire Muth oh. is the tight end I think or Ebron e- Eric Ebron, Ebron too yeah, yeah. Like, but it's it's crazy because they they do it to themselves and I think Mike Tomlin is a good enough head coach Mike Tomlin's been a guy that's gonna move on from you a year early than rather than a year late. I don't know why they let Ben come back. Yeah, I don't know why either. They should be shopping quarterbacks. I, I would give a call to Cam Newton. I have a lot I of – I would give a call to um, Alex Smith, <laughs> even though he's retired. I'd, get, I'd give some calls out there because – Yeah, <laughs> he would never come back. It would probably way. be the same thing. It would be even worse He wouldn't probably. be able to wear his toupee <laughs> under his helmet, no. and then it would ruin his image. It but, would probably be worse, but the Steelers need to – like, you've, you've – Look, the Patriots, they have had a terrible year already thus far. No doubt about that. But they knew when to le- when to let go. Like, look, Tom Brady is still an MVP top player. But they knew when, you know what, we don't, we can't provide what other teams can provide for Brady right now. Mm-hmm. Steelers' offense can't provide what they can for Beth Rosberg. You have to change the offense. You have to do different things. You have you have to get out a different scheme. And it's no knocking against your Bengals because, look, they, they – Oh, trust me. Trust me. I, they I came get in it. and spanked their ass. Yeah. But, shit, where the hell was the same team from week one? I, I we don't were, know. We were, like, we were ready. We were like, man, the Bills – 
Bills may be not as good as we thought. Yeah. And we're like, maybe the Steelers are this good. And here we are, two weeks later, and the Steelers need to get rid of everything on their offensive side of football outside of Najee Harris and then basically start over. Yeah, everybody had a bad – I understand that the Bengals' defense is not that good to where they're going to come in and smack everybody around. They smacked the shit out of the Pittsburgh offense. Offensive – the Bengals' offensive line outplayed the Steelers' offensive line. The Bengals gave up zero sacks. You know, they broke the Steelers' record of 75 straight games with at least one recorded sack. So they did what they needed to do, and I saw a quote today. Tyler Boyd, he's from Pittsburgh. He grew up a Steelers fan. First time he's won in Pittsburgh, which is fucking wild. Uh, that's the white jersey that I'm getting, by the way, white 83. You guys will see it at some point on, on the video. He said flat out they gave up. They don't have that Steeler oh, mentality don't. anymore. You do that in Pittsburgh? Like, there's differences when, well, maybe they had a lapse on the road. When you do that at home in front of your own fans. With, oh, they've been able to do whatever they want in Pittsburgh and still come out with a win. Like, that's just, it's it's a, the division right now, the Steelers could end up, I'm not going to say worse in record than you guys because I still think that the Steelers may pull off a win against Cleveland or may pull off a win against Baltimore at some point in the season. Mm-hmm. So I think they'll still finish third, at least in the division. But there's a chance that next year we're talking about a Steelers team where they sell everybody, where they get rid of Minka, get rid of TJ. I mean, they're probably not going to get rid of TJ. Well, I take that back. But get rid of some of their weapons and be like, you know what, let's completely start over and basically do a rebuild. And they may – I mean, it's wild to think about that, but maybe even get rid of Mike Tomlin and and retire could be i mean that was it was interesting i didn't get to watch the game i was with ed while he was getting a tattoo yesterday uh and i also picked the steelers so maybe i gotta just pick against the Bengals anymore um but no i was very happy with the way they looked the the broncos i will tell you this i watched uh very little bit of the end of the broncos game and i texted i texted dom i posted the pictures gonna make bets on the preseason and his thing is like "Eh, probably it's, it's just optimism. That, that's one optimism thing. Don't do yourself a favor and don't ever use my book. <laughs> You're going to lose a lot of money. My yeah. bookie wants you to use our promo code. We, however, as your friends and your and Jimmy as your brother, don't want you to use that code. Yeah. Yeah. Because, first of all, I was tweeting throughout the whole game. I was like, man, this piss poor organization. Like, look, the Bron- like I said last week, the Broncos have sucked for five years since Peyton left, but we're not that bad. <laughs> we are not that bad. That is terrible. That looked like Madden. I I watched. It was the series where Javante Williams fumbled inside the five. But the pass to Tim Patrick to set that play up, Teddy Bridgewater had no pressure in his face. I was like, it was like me playing you in Madden, Dom. Nobody was. He was perfectly covered, and Tim Patrick just said, "No, I'm gonna catch this." Yeah, I'm gonna go over the top. Of you yeah, he, somebody switched to him and hit the aggressive catch, and he's like, "Yeah, I got it." Nobody's gonna. There's nobody on the defense, and poor C.J. Mosley. C.J. Oh. Mosley's a beast of a middle Mosley's, linebacker. Like, I, I was wrong when I said Robert Sala is the only talent. C.J. Mosley is the only talent. That's but it, ass. not when you're the only guy who can make a tackle. No one else in that team is terrible. <laughs> but look, and look, the, the Jets' defense, look, the Broncos, I want to call it as a, as a bad W because you had four field goals. That's – that is not. It should have been a lot. It should more have been than a 26. lot more touchdowns. It should have been a lot more. So you should have beat them by a lot more. So that's honestly, Fangio said it best after the game. He was like, "We had way too many field goals," yeah. and I agree. We should have kicked the shit out of this team more. Like, like the defense. This defense, I said it before the season started, is a top three defense. Mm-hmm. You cannot tell me otherwise. You shut out a team this bad, and look, the Jets got in field goal range one time, Jimmy. You know what happened when they got in field goal range? They got a delay of game penalty. They got themselves out of field goal range. 
One time they crossed the 50-yard line. Actually, no. I say that back twice because the other time they went for and fourth down and obviously didn't get it. One time, one time they had a chance to put points on the board, and they get a delay of game penalty to back the offense up out of field goal range. That's as bad as it gets. <laughs> I posted the picture of the guy, the Jets guy jersey wearing, dying inside. Yeah. Legit, like I, I feel bad for their fans. Yeah, they have, they're all wearing shirts. Their sideline, all the injured players, whatever, wearing shirts that say "All gas, no brakes." I don't know why the fuck you think you're gonna wear that if, and not get shit on. If I was on the Jets IR, I would be like, yeah, no, I I'm didn't get, I didn't get vaccinated. Time. I still have my mask on. Nobody sees my face. I don't want everybody to know who I am. Like, I don't want anybody to know I play for the Jets. I hope they get rid of those shirts because, because first of all, every single person, because because my, my my parents' season tickets are right behind the Jets bench. Oh yeah, I remember. Every single person after everything they did, all gas, baby, all gas, or like, hey, where's the gas at? Jets, where? I was. I, it's a lot of breaks and not a lot of gas. I hope, for their sake, they get rid of those shirts. Yeah. And then number two, it's 80 degrees outside and you need shade? Wait, 80 degrees at 52, 80 above sea level. So there's no humidity. Oh, my God. It probably felt – it was 80 this degrees. Is, it probably felt like 60. It was horrendous. The Jets fan, five seats to the left of me, yelled and be like, you motherfuckers don't deserve the shade. <laughs> I thought the coach said that. The, the guy said it, and then the coach, five minutes later, told the poor the poor girls that work for the NFL, I don't know where they get these people, because I would love that job, where they just sit there holding the shaders for the O-line and D-line, and they, the coach told them the girls are setting it up, and the coach came over and said, no, leave. <laughs> Literally. And I was like, wow, that's that that's as low as you can get for an organization. That's the point we're at right now. Going through high school tech, that's like what what your high school coach does. Like if we were we had the in high school, we had the heaters when it was really cold. If it was a really cold game and we played like shit, the coaches could Turn be like, off. "Oh, yeah. yeah, take the heaters away. If you guys aren't going to play hard, we don't need you to stand next to the heater." These guys are making fifteen million dollars a year, and you're talking eighty degree weather. Look, I was sweating. I'm not gonna lie, I was sweating at the game. It was a little toasty, but shit, it's not that. They were in white. Yeah, and they're from a place where it gets like a hundred. Yeah, that, and it gets a hundred degrees with a hundred percent humidity. Like, come on, this this organization is the piss poor over an organization. Like I said, it's it's a shame that it was only twenty six to zero because we should have clapped a bit more. Mm -hmm. But man. The, the that's biggest, where the that's where the fact that they've beaten they're three and zero, but the teams that they've beaten have one win trash. on the season. And I said it like I said it before the season started. If this team isn't two and one, then it's a failure to start the season. We're three and zero exactly where you we should given, be. Who would you have been okay with them the losing Giants. to? The Giants is the only game because being the season, okay. everyone was like, "Well, yeah. this team's gonna win the division." I was one of. I even said like, "Yeah, no, they're gonna they're, they're probably gonna finish above the Eagles in the in the NFC East." But yeah. beginning of the season, I was like, "Well, Giants could win their division. Maybe they pop us first game." That's that's the only one I was like, "Well, maybe that's a tougher one." And we clapped their cheeks too. And the biggest takeaway, obviously, from this game and past three weeks in general, is this team's three zero. We have eight first team guys injured. Eight: KJ Hamler, Jerry Judy, Glasgow. Um, um, Glasgow shouldn't have been playing yesterday. No, I don't know what the fuck the medical staff does at Dove Valley. Dove Valley, 
You don't need to play a guy at 75%. You can wait for him to get healthy, especially with a fucking heart murmur. Yeah, like like there's the, the, the like the backups have played well too. So yeah, Moody's played well. And you got Miners. I love that well. guard, that Samoan Miners, guard from yeah, Fe- the, from no from uh, Fresno, the Moody. I think. Yeah, Moody. Moody's yeah. my favorite lineman that they have. But going on top of that, still Ronald Darby's still missing. Josie Jewell's out for the year. Like there's there's a handful. Has there of, been an update on Chubb? Ch- yeah, Chubb is another guy. He's he's gonna be back. They say by week ten, week nine or ten, which that's another injury. Yeah. And you're missing all these guys. You're three and zero. So now the Broncos, if if Payton, George Payton feels as though this team is a playoff contender, you got to make a deal at some point. Because first of all, Tim Patrick is a hell of a number two. Mm-hmm. So that's not a problem. But you need a slot receiver. No offense to goddamn Bronco legend Kendall Hinton, but you're going to need someone else in the slot with K.J. Hamler out for the rest of the year. That's oh, where you look at guys like John Brown, who's available still. Yeah. Golden Tate is a guy that I saw a lot of Broncos fans light up their eyes because he was on Good Morning Football Monday morning. So there's a chance maybe there. There's You need a veteran guy. You don't need another young guy. You need a veteran guy. Josh Gordon. Sl- well, he, he Josh Gordon signed to the Chiefs. Oh, he did. I didn't see. Yeah, that. he signed to the Chiefs on Monday morning. So, Man. that's 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 a. I I would have rather that because he's a faster guy and he would have played the slot a lot easier. But he's just not a very. That's where you got to worry about discipline too and team chemistry. So that's but like this uh, this Broncos team this defense with as much injuries as it has, people aren't talking about this enough. Von Miller has four sacks in three games. Von Miller is still that dude. Hmm. He's still that dude. I and, uh, didn't expect anything less. I just thought maybe you wanted maybe it was a downward re- season, yeah. Yeah. or you want to recycle and get some new blood into your pass rushing room. But he's he's just fine. He's just fine. So this Broncos defense, like I said, I, I, I when I tweeted this out, I was like, well, should the Broncos be three and zero? Like, yes, they should be. Should this should we over exaggerate our our expectations? Super Bowl or bust? Now, no, no, we are not there yet. Yeah. But should we have hope? Absolutely. You're, you're where the Dolphins were last year. We are a team that, that first of all, top of the division also. <laughs> Haven't seen Tied. that in a while. I was hoping that the Dolphins would beat the Raiders so that so they could So it was even be. more. Then we but, would, well, well, actually, right now we're both tied for a division lead. Which so is that's the first time in too. podcast history. We're just pulling out a whole bunch of firsts on this episode. So, like, like what the Broncos are in the right, right spot. I still got two gloves on, too. I haven't even said that yet. I'm going to be sweating my ass off, hopefully, for another week. But th- you did what you needed to do the first three weeks. Now you get to the meteor schedule. Now you now actually you got, have to play. Now you got Baltimore, now you got Pittsburgh, and then Cleveland in four weeks as well, too. Mm-hmm. That's three tough games that you're going to have to be like, well, if we take one out of three, two out of three, then you're looking at a four and two start, four and one start, where you're like, you know what, now we are we are good contention. You cannot lose all three. You got to steal one. I mean, I want, I'm saying you're steal one, but in general, the Ravens were a one-and-a-half point favorite right now on my bookie. Which is crazy in my mind, first of all. Maybe that's because what they did against the Lions and how sloppy they played. But the Ravens are the real deal, and I'm very hopeful. Teddy Bridgewater has the full reins. He's full confidence in his team, which is perfect to say. And Fangio is playing the type of football he's wanted to play since he got here. Mm-hmm. Good hard defense and have an offense make very, very few mistakes. Teddy Bridgewater has not turned the ball over in three games. You have a defense that plays as good as it has been, and Teddy Bridgewater doesn't turn the ball over, you're going to be either in football games or winning them, guaranteed. 
Yeah, they just. I think they got to sure up a little bit of their discipline stuff too. But I mean, or the special teams because that shit still gives me nightmares. That that also comes every, back to discipline. Every single punt, I'm like, please don't drop it, please don't drop it, please don't drop it. Oh, thank God he caught it. Like legit, it's that bad. Yeah. And, and and I'm looking at the kickoff. I'm like, please kick it out, Brandon. Please kick it out. And most of the time he does. Sometimes he doesn't. But but shit, like, please don't. But I don't. Special wanna... teams can wreck a game very quickly. Ask Wisconsin. Yeah, like it's. Oh, I hope it doesn't kick us in the ass. Yeah, uh, no, but I think I think you're at least you're not as out there as some of Broncos country is right now, where we're like, oh, we're gonna, I, I we're going fucking seventeen team. and oh. I was like, eh, no. I still think this team is on pace to win ten games, mm-hmm. but I am not saying that we're. I mean, we could have been the division that the Chiefs keep sucking like this. So there's you no know doubt. that they're gonna bounce back at some point. They, hey, they could be. They should be on three right now. So, yeah. but. This team stays on this path, stays with it. They could very easily be a wild card team. And this AFC West just got that much tougher. Because yeah. all four teams right now have a legit chance to win this division. If the Chiefs keep playing to this level and thinking that they can come back in every single game. Yeah, they got to shore up some things. Uh, Matt Nagy. I'm so glad he's oh, not my my team's head coach. I feel so oh, bad. Man, hey, so by tough. the way, shout out Big Cat from Barstool because imagine having your college team and your NFL team play and they don't score in a touchdown in an entire weekend. That's so bad. An offensive touchdown. Oh. No offensive touchdowns the whole weekend. And uh, Justin Tucker's field goal yesterday was longer than the passing yards that Justin Fields had in his first NFL game. And look, I, I'm not even going to blame Nagy. I told you what was going to happen and why they started Andy Dalton in the first place. Well, that offensive line is the worst in football. Nagy didn't do it. Nagy didn't change a thing about the offense, though. Didn't, didn't put in moving pocket stuff, knowing that your offensive line sucks eggs. And then you still – I think he did this on purpose. I think that he wanted, like, this is a way for him to say Andy Dalton is still our starter because I didn't put him in a good position offensively. I didn't run Justin Fields' offense. I ran Andy Dalton's offense with Justin Fields. And, hey, look, we still suck. You guys have sucked for two weeks too. The management needs to make the decision, who are you going to run with? Is it going to be Nagy or is it going to be Justin Fields? Because right now Justin Fields may not start another game this season. I'm telling you right now. Because he said it. He said it Monday morning. He said, "There's uh, Andy Dalton's in play to start next week. Justin Fields is in play to start next week, and Nick Foles is in play to start next week." Well, this Bears team, Cleveland or sorry, Chicago fans are the most delusional fans I've ever seen outside of Philadelphia, and they think, "Well, this team is that talented. We should be winning the division." Blah, blah. This team has one talent that I can think of that has been playing well, and that's Khalil Mack. Your running backs are He's, mediocre. Montgomery is okay, yeah. but your Al Robson has had a terrible start to the year. You have a quarterback who you don't know who's going to start every week. Your offensive line is trash. Your 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 DBs who were supposed to be All Pro last year are gone or you trash. You have Roquan Smith, and that's about it. Roquan Smith and the Khalil Mack. That's all you got the going. Khalil for Mack's you. hurt. He got hurt yesterday. That's true. So that's so. all you got going for you. <laughs> and Chicago is like, well, we could still if we had Justin Fields, he's going to lead you playoffs. He's not. No. He's not going to lead you to the playoffs. The Bengals, Joe Burrow threw three interceptions on three straight passes. One of them was returned for a touchdown. The Bears beat them by three that game. That's the Bengals. Yeah, like it's. You're not doing that to anybody else. You're not coming close in that situation to anybody else. And I honestly, I get Nagy had, an, uh, had a magical first season, and he did something with Mitch Trubisky that I don't think anybody else is going to be ever able, able to do again. Yeah. But he's a fucking terrible head coach. He's Flat the- out. 
I know that you can talk about nobody playing well and everything like that. And it does come down to the players, but your coach is sabotaging your team it, right in front of everybody. Right in front of everybody. It's not even the team. It's your future. Yeah. Re- legit. It's not even you're salvaging your team. You're salvaging your future. Uh, the organization's future. I'm not saying Matt Nagy's future because there's no doubt he will be fired. Whether it be during the season, I would do it right they, now. Really, they after. should fire him and the GM and just start over. Ryan, pa- Ryan, Ryan Pace is the GM in Chicago, and he's, he's the one that's stuck by Nagy. So they need to decide, well, look, Justin Fields is that good of a talent. Just let him loose. Because what do you have to lose? You have nothing to lose. Your team is that bad. There, There's no point in throwing Andy Dalton or Nick Foles out there and saying, well, these guys are more ready to win us football games. I hate to break it to you. You're not going to be winning any football games in general. No. Because your team talent is that bad, and you might as well give the rookie a shot at, at, at leading this team and seeing what he's got. Yeah. Because the fact that you do this, that's – this organization is just that bad. Like, and this could be another little thing that the Browns are that good because the Browns are, are very, very good football team. And talk but about a shit. team who knows exactly what they need to do. <laughs> they know they rush the shit out of the passer. They have good DBs with Denzel Ward and 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 that thing. Their offense, they run the ball. They, they, they run they the ball. Pop you in the mouth. They run the ball. And then Baker Mayfield. After running play action, yeah. he will find open receiver who has talent and do exactly what he needs to do. That's that's the type of offense that guy like Trubisky should have had. Mm-hmm. That 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 guys that Chicago Zach Wilson Lacey, would Zach, Zach like Wilson all have. of the rookie quarterbacks this year. Maybe outside of Justin Fields because Fields is a little bit more of an X factor. Every rookie quarterback that was drafted this season, if they were in the situation that Cleveland is in right now where they can just run the shit out of the ball. Also, you forget, that offensive line is damn good. Oh, very good. And they have, like, not just the starting five. Their sixth man is another guy that would start everywhere else. Their seventh guy is a fringe starter in other places. Kevin Stefanski, that's, and that's the difference. It's, it comes back to coaching. Kevin Stefanski is a better coach than Matt Nagy. That, he has a better team. I hate to break it to you, Jimmy. I think everyone in the country knows that. I know. I know. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> it's not Listen, a hot take. You're this is, there, this is for the people in Chicago that still have faith in Matt Nagy. I don't think there's very oh, many of those I, I know that there shouldn't be, but trust me, there are. There's still Cubs fans in Chicago, Nico. Chicago yeah, does not move on. Series. They won a World Series. Yeah, but what did month. they do for the hundred year, 106 yeah, years before I that? Know, I know. Uh, no, this, I, it's a bad – It was a. that was a terrible, terrible game. Cleveland is, is – is, going to be a team that's going to be I want to say almost an AFC championship because mm-hmm. this team on talent like if you're if you're a young, Are they number 1 in the north? Do you think? Yeah, I think they're above the Ravens. Do you think they're going to the Ravens win? are you Ravens could do what they did against Kansas City or they could do what they did against Detroit. Like there's there there's so much difference week to week basis. Cleveland, I think, is no doubt that wow, this is really weird to say. Five, we're in 2021 after how bad they were in the 2010s, um, but Cleveland has all the right steps. If you like, I said, if you're a young quarterback, if you're if you're a team with a young quarterback, do exactly what Cleveland did. You build up your defense. You get you get good pass rushers, good DBs. And then you feed good running backs. Mm-hmm. You don't need all pro receivers. No offense, Jimmy. You don't need all pro receivers because in the long run, if you have – I mean, you do have Joe Mixon, so that helps you out. But if you have a good running game behind you, that makes any quarterback's life so much easier. Mm-hmm. I agree. So much easier. I agree. There's just It's easier to see what receivers are going to be that good more than it is for linemen. Yeah. And the Bengals, trust me, swung and missed on a lot of linemen. So I, I think that I'm good with – 
where the North is right now. I didn't have any expectations for the Bengals being close. Honestly, if they finish above the Steelers, that's gravy. I, I might die happy. I might yeah, get a tattoo. I might get a, a Bengals win. tattoo finished third in the division in 2021 that's above the Steelers. That's a moral victory. That's a moral victory if I've ever heard one. Uh, let's talk about um, NCAA football before we, we come up on the break and talk about my bookie because uh, Clemson – Clemson's this not team that team no bad. more. No, they're not. Oh. The AC, by the way. Oh, the ACC they, is bad. Yeah, the ACC's done. There's oh, no representative in the conference or in the college football playoff. It's it's over. Because these are two teams that we thought could be North Carolina, Paper Tiger, Mac oh, Brown. Geez. I love Mac Brown. Love Mac Brown to death. But that team is, uh, they're, they're not as good as everybody thought they were going to be. And Clemson, Clemson is like, we don't have the number one quarterback right now. Oh my god, we don't have Deshaun Watson. We don't have Trevor Lawrence. Wait, Dabo Sweeney actually has to call plays yeah. instead of letting Trevor and 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 Deshaun do whatever they want. Like what? Uyagale, dude doesn't even deserve to say his name anymore because because this team is that bad. They look. They it's not like they lo- look. They lost a lot of people. Losing your quarterback hurts, and losing your number. Running back also hurts, mm-hmm. but it's, they they returned a lot of guys on the defense side of football, and they, they Skalski's still there. Skalski's still Skalski's there. one of those guys like Renfro, where you're like, how many years of eligibility do you have? <laughs> like you, you just think he's gonna sit there forever. Are you going for a doctor? Like what's going on here? Oh man, but Clemson, like I said, they're I think they dropped to like 19. They dropped to 25th. 20, yeah, they're they're first time that they haven't been in the top 10, I think, since the second year Dabo was head coach. Like it's it's crazy. NC, look, don't don't no slash NCC too. There's that 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 conference is very even. I'll put it this way. Yeah. There, it's not like this. This conference is like the best in the country. It's this conference is probably one of the deepest still because all the teams are mediocre. There's oh, it's like, the most competitive interconference games that you'll see. Yeah, like there's no doubt there's, about that. But there's, there's no, no reason Georgia Tech should have even been close against North Carolina. But hey, they they beat them and kind of beat the shit out of them. So. Yeah. So, ACC though. Good for the Pac-12 keeping one guy in. <laughs> yeah. Because Pac- there's a chance at some point we're going to get three SEC schools in the Final Four. Well, I think the Big 12 is also mind. salivating a little bit because, you know, they got a couple undefeated teams that weren't ranked last last week. <laughs> the Big 12. Yeah. Oklahoma. These fucking idiots calling for the backup quarterback, Kay Williams, or what I don't even know his first name, something Williams. They were chanting the guy's name when they were losing to uh, – who was it? Was it West Nebraska? Virginia. They, 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 oh. Yeah, Nebraska was two weeks ago, but yeah. West Virginia. They're calling for the backup quarterback's name. Rattler, that is the biggest drop-off I think I've ever seen from a guy with this much hype. I'm serious. I can't remember the last guy that had – he was he was the Heisman favorite, and then he turns in a season like this, and then he becomes a guy that's not even going to be a number one pick or like even a first or th- through third round pick. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I watched – I had that kind of feeling about him. You were around him when he was in high school. He, he was, was never – He was a fuckboy in high school. Let's put it that way. The guys who are picked number one overall transcend from high school on. Kyler Murray took Allen, Texas to a couple state titles. Now, Allen, Texas is a powerhouse. We, yeah. They didn't need Kyler Murray, but having Kyler Murray, they Helps, got to beat yeah. the crap out of everybody. Baker Mayfield won a state championship in Texas at Lake Travis High School, went to Oklahoma, got them to the – Playoff, he transcended at every level. Spencer Rattler has never once transcended. 
He was a very good high school quarterback, but he was never top five. People think that he he has this arm talent that is world class, which there's no doubt he does. But when he that's that's if he shows that because he tries to do too much and he thinks, well, I'm the man, I can beat anybody by myself, and that's not how football works. I hate to tell you that. I ha- I will say this: I was as sick as I've ever been watching a game when West Virginia was at the five and they have the snap infraction first off because they're who who runs a two quarterback system you want to know why you never do that because the cadence is different and then on the next play he snaps it when he shouldn't have and it goes 30 yards back as a center that hurt me that's the reason we're sitting here with Oklahoma still being undefeated and West Virginia was able to walk away with a win that's the only reason. It it's not good. It was not good. Oklahoma is is the only team I will say that salivating in all of this is Alabama because they're gonna have a cakewalk to to the national know. championship. I don't know Arkansas. Like the teams on their side of the conference. They now I'm not bad. I'm don't not wrong, saying but. that they're gonna win. They're gonna have some tough games. Arkansas beat the shit out of Texas A&M this past week. My, my thing is, is, is there a bet on my bookie that says which conference will win the national championship? Because I am going to throw $5,000 on the SEC. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if it's Bama, Georgia, Arkansas, uh, uh, fucking, um, who else is in the top 10? Florida? Florida won't get there. But, like, any of those teams, I'm – I'm throwing my money in there because yeah. I think the SEC is going to win the national championship. I don't know who it will be, but it's going to be one of those teams because Oregon is Oregon. Penn State and Iowa. Iowa almost lost to CSU. Yeah, that I was, was talking so much hype about Iowa. and Their defense is still good. Their offense has some things that they need to work on. Penn State, I don't know about Penn State because Penn State will go as well as Sean Clifford is playing, and Sean Clifford is playing very well right now. Very, very well. But now. we remember what he did last year when they went like 2-6 and six in the eight-game schedule. So the top 10 is strange because as it sits now, we would have the top number one and number two teams play in the SEC championship again in Georgia and Alabama. Oregon is liable to lose a game in November. Yeah. We all know that. <laughs> much so. uh, and then, then we're going to sit here like, well, do we put two SEC teams in or do we put in two Big Ten teams in? Or, or throw Cincinnati. Or, oh, God. They're still right there. They moved I up know, one spot this and weekend. Also, you're forgetting about good old Notre Dame, too. No, I know. Because cause the game this weekend, I'll talk about a little bit later, too, because I have new, the new Ride the Slope is NCAA football edition. Oh, I had NFL edition last week, so I have NCAA football edition this week. But Cincinnati and Notre Dame game, the winner of that will be jumping in the top five. Mm-hmm. I guarantee it. I yeah. guarantee it. Winner of Cincinnati and Notre Dame because that's the biggest test for both teams, both 4-0. You win that game, that puts you in the top five. And here we go again with Notre Dame being in the final four, which probably is more due this year than in years past. But – well, yeah, because everybody else – this is the one year where everybody else above them isn't that much better than yeah. Notre Dame. And they're not playing against teams that are that much – Notre Dame – Notre Dame well, is a schedule that's yeah. reasonable this year. Yes, this year. But normally they're like – that's it. when you're doing dynasty poor. mode in NCAA 14, you go independent so that you can pick the Whoever, easiest yeah. teams and go, hey, I've been undefeated for four years. Yeah, and the teams you've played have won 30 games in four years. So what are we doing here? Uh, I'll tell you selfishly, I want Arkansas to be the team in the SEC that surprises and That's, shocks people. I don't think they're going to be able to. I don't either, there, but never know. their head coach is a former offensive lineman, and I listened to an interview with him. He carries seven centers. Jesus Christ. 
because he knows well and that's the thing last year they were down to center number five because centers one through four were injured oh my god center three for a couple plays had to learn how to snap left-handed because he broke his right hand i did not know that yeah no i and also the hogs yeah hogs you love it roll pig i want to say this arkansas may have maybe right now like the best one of the best schools in college sports Mm-hmm. I, I like arguably, arguably you talk about their their baseball team is pretty decent. Yeah, the, the basketball team was a number two seed in the March Madness. The football team is reasonable. None of the other top ten teams, I would say, uh, maybe maybe Oregon a little bit, but or actually Iowa probably is the other one. But With outside of, uh, outside uh, of that, too. like Arkansas has made a name for itself. Yeah, that's pretty. That's cool to see though. This is as relevant as I, the I, University also, of Arkansas has been for a long, for a time. long time. Yeah, and I said it. I was like, Arkansas rule the road. You're like, no, they're not. I'm like, yes, they are. And here we are, week three, finally getting some stuff together. Oh uh, yeah, I uh, I needed to do a little bit more. I didn't think I would have to do research on Arkansas because I didn't think that we'd have to be talking about <laughs> Arkansas yeah. right now. Um, I thought they were going to go the way of Vanderbilt. By the way. Poor Vanderbilt. Hey, Vanderbilt has has UConn on their schedule though this week. UConn's probably going to beat them. Dude. No, no, that that is the worst football game I think I've ever that will be played in like fifty years. I saw that and it was like biggest games of the week. You have Notre Dame versus Cincinnati. You have I think Ole Miss Alabama, um, and then you have UConn versus Vanderbilt because that game is going to be some of the worst football you th- you may ever see. It's going to be ugly. Not going to be pretty. Um, no, I think. It was a wild weekend of football overall. There were a few games that you hit in the pick'em, which we'll talk about. Oh, I was I like, was how feel, the I was fuck? Myself. I, 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 I told you, I know what I'm doing. I'm, uh, I'm frisking you for a lucky rabbit's foot this time because you didn't even know you picked Minnesota. I did not. I, I, I thought I must have picked Seattle, but I must have put many down. That's actually crazy. All right. Sometimes bef- you just know. Sometimes yeah, I guess. I guess so. I hope I'm catching a hot hand soon because yeah. I got to catch you somehow. Yeah, I, I just rolled you yeah. the last two weeks. I'm coming in hot. Us and the me and the bench warmers are. Falling farther and farther behind. Uh, let's get let's do bench warmer of the week before we do our my bookie. Uh, talk about my bookie bench warmer of the week for me is the Texas A&M secondary. There was one play. Uh, Arkansas ran a crossing route. It ended up going for sixty yards and a touchdown. This guy Tyreek Chapel, number seven for Texas A&M. He's a safety. He's coming in from the side. Arkansas guy does a little head fake, comes back. And Tyreek Chapel lays the wood oh, man. on his own corner. That's, <laughs> Hit the only other guy that could have chased him down to make the tackle. Knocked him out. Who there was a guy, I think it was two weeks ago, that 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 didn't make the tackle but ran into his own dude. Who was, was that Texas though? Maybe. I, I don't remember who it was, but I remember seeing that on Come On Man. I think it might have been that last week. But some guy went in for a tackle and just ran straight into his own guy. Yeah, it was bad. So Texas AM secondary and I, or Arkansas is known as a running team, and Texas A&M threw all over the Aggies. Texas A&M, it's unfortunate. If Kellen Mond was still there this year, this is Texas A&M's year. Yeah. But he ran out of ran out of time, and Jimbo's down there sitting on the sideline like, I don't know what to do now. The Texas A&M, CU sucks, let's put it this way, and, and CU almost beat Texas A&M. I, I know that you lost your quarterback, but your backup, if you're the number seven team in the country, your backup should be able to come in and beat the crap out of Colorado. And beat and, bad teams. Yes. Yeah, it should be that way. 
Uh, who do you got for bench warmer? My bench warmer week. It's the worst organization in sports. It's the New York Jets because, like I said, like I said before, having all gas, no breaks on your shirt, giving your line defense. Also, it was the offense and defensive line, which makes it even worse because those are supposed to be the tough guys on the team. Having shade, your team doesn't even make it past the fifty yard line. That is the easiest bench warmer of the week ever. I say that every single week, but man, that that. It's it's pitiful. It's a pitiful organization, pitiful team. I feel bad for their fans. I feel feel bad for your brother because <laughs> they deserve better. The guy sitting next to me, like I said earlier, he said he he flew a thousand miles or however long it is from New York to Denver to come watch this game, and he was yelling at his own team in the fourth quarter. He was yelling like, "You don't deserve to be a football team." <laughs> they should move to New Jersey because the Jets God, represent damn. New Jersey much more than Both. they represent. I could, I could, I could say New York in general because the Giants being zero and three as well. Yeah, I that, know, but that, they've they've got the Super Bowl pedigree. They got three championships as an organization. One of them has to move to Jersey. They both play in Jersey right now. The, the, New York is lucky that they have Buffalo. <laughs> they are very lucky they have Buffalo. How 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 much do you think that hurts the people living in Manhattan? That right probably now? hurts so much. They're like, what? <laughs> Buffalo's the most relevant team because also the Yankees are no longer uh, gonna win the division. They're, well, I mean, they're, the they're in the wild card, but they're gonna play. They get, there's Boston, a possibility yeah. that they don't make the wild card, and then they're probably gonna play Boston or Toronto. And yeah, New York is down bad. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, Thank God for the Knicks, right? God, the fucking Knicks, too. Tom Brady returns to New England in the biggest game of the year. The stakes have never been high bo- higher at my bookie. Do you feel confident in Tom Brady, or do you feel confident in the predecessor and Bill Belichick? Either way, you got to use mybookie.eg. Get in on the action and take this game to a whole new level at mybookie. Both teams are sporting pretty good defenses. We saw that Tampa Bay defense. In the Super Bowl. That's basically the same team we're seeing now. And nobody knows each other like Brady and Belichick. You gotta know Belichick is gonna give Brady something all he can handle. Slow and steady will win this race, but smart money bets come from my bookie. Be sure, don't wait around. Join my bookie now and bet on the biggest game of the season. Use promo code BENCH and double your first deposit. Again, that's promo code BENCH to get double your first deposit at mybookie.ag when you sign up and make your account. Start your winning season today. Bet anytime, anywhere, anything with my bookie. All right, now that we've heard from my bookie, that's a very interesting game to bet on, by the way. The page, Brady versus Belichick matchup, we all. Didn't know oh, we yeah. needed, but we're finally getting it. I'm gonna bet the hell out of that game, especially. Uh, and honestly, like if you guys listened to us last week, we gave you guys some great odds. They had the UFC odds where mm-hmm. first a bleed, I bet on that. So did I. I threw we you threw money on the Ryder Cup too, yep. like all that, man. Yeah, and I won the my beats of the week. I won last week except for one, so I had a good good weekend. But now most dominant team of the week. Uh, uh, let's go you first. I'll go. Like I said. This is an easy one. We didn't really talk about last week because I kind of forgot it was happening. Yeah, I know. But, and then I got shit for my my thing. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jeremy. So, Team USA Ryder Cup. And, uh, look, domination. This is the biggest defeat or the biggest marginal win for a single Ryder Cup victory. Dustin Johnson, who was an absolute legend, won the Masters before about two the year before that, mm-hmm. goes a perfect five and zero. And people that aren't aware of the Ryder Cup, it's matchups. Yeah. So you go, it's a basically a pairing versus another pairing. It's like the sandbagger that yep. Barstool does, right? Exactly. And they play against one another. It's the best hole. Whoever wins the most holes. Mm-hmm. The USA basically won in the morning of Sunday. 
Like they had that thing in the bag. The, my bookie threw out the bet, the plus one hundred bet. I hope everyone locked in on that because that was the easiest money you'll ever make. It was minus four fifty other other places. Like it was ridiculous. And then, what crazy thing that came out of all this? Brooksy and Bryson are friends. Did you see the shirt that, oh, that they got made? The oh, Step Brothers? I am low-key kind of want to get that shirt. I, did, I do too. I, I don't even buy like that golf. Shirt. I would buy that shirt. But that also, was... what a flex. Carrying your putter off a dr- off a, off the tee. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Like, it, it was hilarious. The, like, the fans, the atmosphere. Look, that's a bucket list now for me. I put that on my bucket list. Ryder Cup, that that atmosphere was electric. The Being whistling straights up there in Wisconsin, it was absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And the atmosphere was insane. Bryson hit the ball a good fucking 415 on a par 5 and, and, and eagled it. Like yeah. I, he, The line, so the, the course basically looked like a sharp right turn. Yeah. He didn't. He went over the fans, over the fans, straight through, and said, "I can drive this," and hit the fairway. And all the other tee shots went to the left. Like it was legit, like two different shots. Yeah. And everyone was like, "Where the hell is he aiming?" Oh my god, everyone duck. And the motherfucker goes four fifteen easily. Like, look, we want to give Bryson all of this much shit. That is fun to watch. I love seeing him fucking hammer the fuck out of the ball. Step he just right. says. Steps up and says, I'm the man. Step right up and see the amazing golf ball whacker, whacker guy. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that was insane. And Team USA, like I said, most of them seem easy because they just came in and said, I'm better than you. Every single matchup, there's every every single person on the Ryder Cup team, all the way down from Tony Finau. Shout out Tony Finau. Love me some Tony Finau. And then also, obviously, DJ Markall with the 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 ceiling putt, they all won a match. I don't think that's ever happened in a long time. And going back to back, first time since 79 and and 83, because the Ryder Cup goes every two years as well. And they switch off, goes to Europe, and then it comes mm-hmm. back to here. And first time they're going back to back since I don't know how one and 20 they won 2018 now obviously this year it's a huge win it was it's a fun atmosphere I think they should do it every year but for obvious reasons for travel reasons whatever they can't but man it was a fantastic tournament I'll be honest I didn't watch any college football Saturday I watched Ryder Cup all month Saturday morning and then went straight into UFC that's wild, I know. I didn't watch much. I I, I looked at scores, but but that I was I was I was watching the the Notre Dame Wisconsin game on my phone because I threw money on basically on every single matchup on Saturday morning. Well, that's where all my money was. I was locked in on the Notre Dame and Wisconsin sure. game. Uh, my most dominant team of the week is the Georgia Bulldogs. Because the Towel Boy scored three touchdowns, uh, they pulled out a fan, and he threw two touchdown passes against Vanderbilt. Well, was the score like twenty-eight to zero after the first quarter or something stupid like yeah. that? Yeah, and I, I talked about in my center of attention media types clickbaiting people. Uh, there was a big like go on the broadcast that was showing the Wisconsin Notre Dame game. They were about to go to halftime. Upset brewing in Georgia. I had I had just looked at the score on my ESPN app. I was like. No. No. Vandy didn't score 35 in the second quarter because it was 35 nothing at the end of one. Oh, man. No, it was 62 to nothing. And then I saw – I was on TikTok, and there's a guy who does, like, SEC team meetings. And he's like, why Why did you do that? Keep it like Alabama. Keep it classy at least 50 and then pull Just everybody. Stop. Just stop. Let me go. Everybody kept scoring because <laughs> – Honestly, JT Daniels threw for 130 yards. That's all he had to do. JT Daniels has entered the Heisman Trophy yes. chat, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Uh, how bad do you feel as a USC guy knowing that he was from Los Angeles? He, he, was he on the team too when he transferred yep. too? 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and USC sucks. Yeah, it was <laughs> that's not hilarious. good. Vandy gained a total of 77 yards. Yeah, that's that's bad. The that's entire bad. game, 77 yards. And like I said, it was third and fourth team guys, like guys at the University of Georgia who never thought in a million years that they would see the Good field. Play time, yeah. They were probably calling red shirts at their dorm rooms like, hey, can you get dressed? Because we don't want to get anybody hurt. And, and all those guys just, just earned some film to go transfer to another school when yeah. they can't play. Well, so. I don't know if you want to use that film because they're going to see Vanderbilt on the other side and go, oh, that's why. You're, uh, yeah, you're not that that's good. true. That's why you won. Uh, no, but that's my most dominant team of the week, the Georgia Bulldogs. Now we get to go to uh, what's probably going to be – well, it's fun, but it's probably going to be I'm the biggest rift. I'm having a great time. I'm still having fun, but it's going to be one of the bigger rifts in our friendship. For oh, the because I'm killing you, hey. and I'm pulling shit out of my ass I shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, where's your lucky rabbit's foot? I want you to put it on the table this week because uh, no cheating anymore. Hey, it's the gloves. It's the gloves. I'm going to say it's the okay. gloves. Lamar, I'm the biggest Lamar Jackson fan this weekend, even though we'll get to it. But we got our pick em. Uh Score or record updates. Nico had a 13 or 14 and 2 week. He won. He only missed two games. I was 9 and 7, just about average. The bench warmers, you guys are truly the Bengals. 8 or 9, 5 and 2. I think, you know what, what they're doing is they're having their friends, they're calling each other up, being like, you know what, bet halfway in the other because they're betting on ties. Probably. Because I think, you know what, well, if, I am, if there's I'm a tie. I'm technically in third place. Yeah, if, if you award ties in the actual football game, I think, you know what, if, if Metro Mars call it a tie and the game ends in a tie, I think we give them a point. You know what I mean? I think that's Probably. Fair. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Or get somebody who voted for the tie on the podcast. Give, you, ha- like give, you, ha- give you a point because, like hockey does. Yeah. Shout out also hockey. Preseason starts this week. Nathan McKinnon already took a puck up the face, baby. <laughs> Beautiful. It's hockey season. <laughs> All right. Uh, and overall, Nico's leading. 30 34 14 i'm sitting at 26 and 21 i'm gonna give myself I, it's my show so i'm gonna say i'm saying myself before the bench warmers you guys are 26 18 and 3 gotta stop with the ties it's gonna Glass screw ties, yeah. i'm not that good at math and i dom's gonna i don't i don't want to have to call dom every week but that's where the standings are now we have another full slate of games and we have our first primetime matchup for one of our teams this week, which is where we get to start. Jacksonville, Cincinnati, Thursday night football. Do we want to call this primetime? No a, offense. It counts as primetime because of the These Thursday slot. games have been ass. That's the, this, yeah. this, these games have been some tough pickums because I, I think we've got each of them right, but like fucking watching the Panthers and, and who was it last week? Panthers uh, and the... Uh, Texans. Texans. That was like watching paint dry. <laughs> this this week may be more enticing because it's Joe Burrow versus, versus Trevor Lawrence again. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. shit. Again? No I forgot offense. about that. No offense. I forgot about that. Yeah. This uh, game is a, not the most fun game on paper. <laughs> I'm going to be watching every second of it. And I probably will too. I got yeah, nothing else Thursday night. Thursday night. It's, it's for football. Uh, I'm going Bengals. I'm going Bengals too. Why not? Like I said, Jackson, Jacksonville is that bad. They, they all, the, for some reason, they they showed up in the first half against the Cardinals. Cardinal, it made the game interesting, but Bengals, wow, I'm going to say this. Bengals have more firepower than the Jacksonville Jaguars, so I have to go with them. I agree. I don't have anything to – and how, how good, though, does it feel knowing that Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow hit a touchdown every single week? Not every single week. Almost. I was, I was, ready, I was ready to cut 
Jamar Chase. I was also pissed off in the game in general with the way that they played against the Bears, but after he dropped a slant that I was like, oh, the DB got in the way of that, and then they slowed it down and it bounced off Jamar Chase's shoulders. I was like, oh, you fucking we, – we, I picked – the tackle we could have picked would have been protecting Joe, but I, I've calmed down. It's worked out. You I've get touchdowns down. a lot. You get to see a lot of 9-1 to one receptions. Yeah, and my uncle also said that he's going to jump on the Bengals bandwagon because he's got Jamar Chase at receiver. So as long as he keeps throwing touchdowns to Jamar Chase, we should be fine. But, yeah, we're both going Bengals on that one. I'm sure that's going to be the one that they tie on because they just want to troll me at this point. Uh, next game, first game up on Sunday, Washington football team at Atlanta. I picked it right last week. I'm going to ride Atlanta again. Oh, I boy. told you two weeks ago they made it a somewhat of a game against um, against the Bucks. Yeah. It was it was a blow on the fourth quarter. But by the third quarter, the game was a one-score one game. And Atlanta has talent on the offensive side of football. I try to tell you this every time. Calvin Ridley is a dog. Uh, Kyle Pitts is a dog. Matt Ryan is sustainable. They well, don't have which shit. Matt Ryan is going to show up because Matt Ryan in the first two weeks of the season was not the Matt Ryan that won against the Giants. That's true. So it's and you have the legend and in, in, in Young Hoku kicking for you. So I'm riding the Falcons wave. This team, both these teams, sucks. I don't believe in Heineke. I don't. Washington just gives me a weary eye. Yeah. I love their defense, but they have not been feeding Antonio Gibson at all. Gibson has been non Their defense hasn't been there. Their defense is talented, but their defense no, hasn't played well. It's non-existent. So I'm riding Atlanta. I don't know. I, th- I was thinking about switching over to the Falcons because of what they did to me last week. I decided against it. I'm going Washington, but... I am very leery about this pick. I'm hoping this is the one like you had last week to where, oh, I didn't expect to win that one, but hey, I'll take it. Taylor Heineke versus Matt Ryan at this point. I'm like, uh, Matt Ryan's old, but Taylor Heineke shouldn't be playing in the NFL. Unfortunately. Great story. Yeah, he had a great story. Great story. It was cool for a few weeks. I'm glad that you got your finals taken care of and everything like that, but. Uh, it's not it anymore. This, if this league can prepare for you, this league will dominate. They need they need Fitzmagic back. Hopefully he's back soon. Yeah. Because this team's still a playoff team in that terrible division. I mean, maybe not because maybe it's the Cowboys division to lose. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> we, all, we all forgot about the revenge tour of Dak Prescott. But uh, I'm going Washington. You're going Atlanta. Next game up, Houston at Buffalo. I'm going to re- – This this is the lock of the league. Yeah. This is the lock of the league. What's the spread out? Check check to see what the spread is at yeah. because this Buffalo team is that good. Davis Mills, poor guy. Tyrod Taylor should be Talk the starter. Neck. Oh, man. Talk- and, and who was their coach? Cully? David Cully? Yeah. Wrapped around his the neck of his neck, too. It was weird. The, the Lions got to be ridiculous. I feel bad for Houston. Going into Buffalo, this – this game may be over so fast. I'm hoping that they throw they they give the ball to Singletary because I have Singletary on one of my fantasy teams and he produced like no other against the Dolphins. So I feed Singletary and just get him balls in the red zone, get him touchdown, get him fantasy football points because Josh Allen just whooped their ass so bad. So that way I can look better on my fantasy team as well when you kick them that bad. All right, so here's what we got. Houston is a plus eight oh five money line. Oh Jesus. Buffalo God. is minus twelve twenty. And the spread is 17. 17? Oh, my Buffalo God. Buffalo minus 17 is at plus 100 odds. That, oh, wow. That's that's kind of nuts, but I would not be surprised if it hits. It could. I would not be surprised if it hits at all. The Texans are as bad as we thought they were going to be. Yeah. Now, shout out. You got Tyra to- Taylor. Look, Tyra Taylor, if he was playing, would be more reasonable. Yeah. They probably could have won that game last weekend or on Thursday night with Tyra Taylor. But this. <laughs> Tyra Taylor just. 
I think he poor should guy. Be he deserves so much better. Yeah, he does. He but so at this point, better. why keep going? You're just hurting yourself, man. Poor every guy. single time. And has the trainers will puncture your lung. Oh, by the way, did you see Josh Norman left last night with bruised lungs? Yeah, there's some weird injuries. Always something. Stupid. I didn't know that you could bruise a lung, but apparently, I looked it up today. So it's most common with car collisions. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't, well, I don't, don't know remember seeing him getting hit that hard, <laughs> uh, but. I thought I'm surprised he didn't bruise a lung last year when Derrick Henry stiff armed no. stiff armed his ass. Yeah, what in the world? I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't either. All right, next game up, Battle of the AFC North, <laughs> Detroit shit. at Chicago. Uh, I'm going Lions. <laughs> I'm going the Bears because the Lions find new ways to lose every single week. You had the game in your hands. You had it. <laughs> it takes at no altitude, no wind, because they play in a dome in Detroit. The ball sails 66 yards. Hits the crossbar oh, and goes God. over. Hit, that's the other thing. Hits the crossbar. The Lions fans behind the field, they hear the bar go, ah, and it falls over. In the TV shot, too. You could see all Lions fans raise their hands, yeah. and then the, the refs raise their hands for it's good, and all of them lower their hands like, oh, my God, I can't believe he just hit 66 yards. Yeah, that's the perfect quintessential hello, darkness, my old friend. Oh, man. You know what it makes me more upset about is the fact that the record isn't here anymore. McManus, it's on you. We're breaking that record this year. Vangio, put him out at 67 yards. With the altitude, with the wind, give him that, and let's bring the bring the bet back this week. Because it was funny, too. Prater uh, uh, kicked a 62-yarder, and that was the kick six that happened against Jacksonville. He didn't have enough leg in it because he doesn't play. He played in a dome, too. Yeah. But Justin Tucker is that guy. But poor Lions fans. Greatest kicker of all time? I'm still going to say Venetary, but the end of his career is going to be Tucker. Yeah, I'll say right now it's Venetary. Tucker is going to be the greatest of all time well, by the end of it. That's a good, I think, most talented kicker of all time is probably Justin I mean, Tucker. the fucker can sing opera like no other, too. And play the piano. <laughs> the guy's, the, He's a genius. The, whoever put the video together of, of him singing opera while he's kicking the field goal, I saw the video and I was dying laughing. Uh, yeah, it's always the... It's one of those fun factoids that I have pull out in, out of my back pocket in in the car, uh, but I have, I'm I'm riding Detroit uh, because I want to. I know I get it, but I want to be the guy that's at some point they're gonna prove me right. That's at not, some point, I think they're gonna prove. I me feel right. like when I looked at your slate, I'm like, man, he picked a lot of games. That I'm like that he's trying to hope for an upset. You're, you're trying to come back somehow. I'm gonna that's go. That's all to, I have at this point. I'm gonna go Chicago here because. At some point, talent gets up to you, <laughs> and yeah. and yeah, Detroit finds new ways to lose, especially in Chicago. Like that's a. <laughs> I think that Nagy can find some ways to lose too. <laughs> that, that, it's it's the Spider-Man meme. Who who wants to get, lose first? If it's Jared Nagy Goff, if it's Jared Goff versus Justin Fields or Nick Foles, or I might Andy put Dalton, some faith in Red J- Rocket. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> it's gonna be a dog awful game. It's yes, not going to be pretty to watch. Only watch be. if you're in Detroit or Chicago, and that's it. That's it. Yeah. Nobody else should yeah. turn this game on. This it, is uh, a toss-up. By the way, I forgot to mention, how terrible was it that the only game on at the 11 o'clock slate for Colorado was the, the Bears and Browns. Bears and Browns. That was tough, yeah. We should never have the no, Bears on TV. No, don't do that to us. All right. Uh, next game, Carolina at Dallas. 
What, what are you doing with this pick? I'm going the Cowboys. I've been. I was talking like I said before the season. I was like, Cowboys are going to surprise the people. People forget about Dak Prescott and Monday Night Football. Zeke Elliott. Look, I was winning my fantasy matchups already because look, I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. Confirmed, I'm back. But Zeke Elliott, they're finally using them, dude. Mm-hmm. And Dak looks is that dude. I'm riding the Cowboys. It's it's th- this Cowboys team is that good, man. They got talent, and Parsons looks like a great pickup. Oh, he is. Parsons is a dog. He's he's a he's a beast. He's probably going to be the best defensive pick out of this. Oh, Sertan. Michael Parsons has more of an impact on the game than Patrick. Sertan can be a top three corner again. But keep going. It's okay. That's true. Let me see why you're picking against this team that you're hyping up. Because I I'm gonna (laughs) ride with the Joe Brady hot hand, and he likes using Sam Sam Darnold. I know now McCaffrey's hurt. I know. I get it. That's. I put it down before I remembered it. I'm not going to waver. I want to do – if I'm going to beat you, I'm going to beat you in the right way. Okay. Now, I might – I'm like Rocky. You got to hit me in the face a few times and I'm going to wake up. You're but that 10th, 11th, 12th round when you're tired of kicking my ass, I'm going to throw some haymakers at you. You keep going like this, it's going to get unfathomable to come back from by week eight. We'll be fine. There's there's 17 games a weekend through the regular season, big guy. Yeah, that's true. That's That's all I care about. Uh, hopefully the Panthers prove me right. I'm hoping that the Cowboys are riding high after this win, and then they come crashing back down to earth. Uh, we'll see. All right, Indianapolis, Miami. I hope that you picked Miami on this one. I'm with Indy. Oh my god, I, uh, Indy. What Indy, are you doing? I don't know. This is this is this is one of those picks where I don't really have a have a reason. It was like the Falcons one. I don't have a reason behind it, but I think I think Indianapolis. Quinn Nelson's not playing. I know he's not, and, and, and this defense is not as good as what they everyone thought they were, honestly. I think the Indianapolis Colts are Terrible. talented in the running game, and the Dolphins don't have as good of a run defense as we thought. Their DBs are studs. So whoever, whether it be Jacob Beeson, uh, Carson Wentz, if he's back, or whoever it may be, I think Indy pulls it out. Dolphins just, to me, aren't. Aren't it? Even with Percent back there, they don't really play their potential. They they let down every single week. Like it's not an essence where oh Brissett played a good game. Like look, they should have probably beat the Raiders, and they they came out flat, and the Ra- Raiders punked them at the beginning of the game. Basically, basically ended. And luckily they got to overtime and made it interesting. But shit, this Dolphins team is just very underwhelming to, my, to me right now. And Indianapolis, I think, can rely on Jonathan Taylor. I don't think that they're going to be able to because I think Christian Wilkins against his offensive line without Quentin Nelson is going to be able to stuff the inside run. So I'm, I think if you stack up these rosters talent-wise, and I think Jacoby Brissett is a better quarterback than Carson Wentz. Ooh. I think he's a better quarterback than Jacob Eason. Yes, that's I true. I think I'll he's a that. better quarterback than anything that the Colts can put out there. So I'm going to go Miami, especially at home. I like the Dolphins. Now, the Dolphins have screwed me a few times a few on the pick. A few times em. already, yeah. I get it. I'm pretty sure there's trying, three losses for I'm you I'm trying already. to breathe. Usa, I'm going to not let my anger from the last times that they've been killing me in this thing affect my outcome. I think that this could be a game I finally get one back on you. And I think the Panthers, too, by the way. I'm I'd, sticking by that. I, I, I think, think there's a, a better game. chance the Dolphins than the Panthers. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Cleveland at Minnesota. Uh, I, I'm going Cleveland. I'm going Cleveland too, but Minnesota has surprised me. I'll be honest. They've surprised me. They are in games that, that are interesting. Look, they gave the Cardinals a run for their money. They gave – who was it last week? They gave somebody They beat run. the shit out of the Vikings last the, week. Yeah. 
No, somebody, or the Seahawks. Seahawks. Be the shit out of the Seahawks. But I think that's more the Seahawks aren't as good as we probably thought they were. That, that's also true. But the Vikings, like I said, Dalvin Cook has, hasn't didn't even play really. The, Justin Jefferson is still a dog, and and the Vikings look like they could be a formidable team. Middle of that division, I'm not gonna say win the division, but middle of the division where they where you play them at the end of the year, and it's not a walkover. Here's here's the thing, we saw Cleveland's pass rush. Yeah, <laughs> Miles Garrett. Miles oh. Garrett's a freak. Miles Garrett shouldn't exist. I think Miles Garrett was made in a lab. And then also, there's another guy with the same exact stature on the other side of the line exactly. with Jadavian Clowney. Yeah, exactly. And then in the middle, nobody can block the guys that they have in the middle. I don't even know who it is. It's not anybody great. Um, no, I think that the Browns. This oh, is the. I'm not this thinking is as good. No, I get yeah, it. I'm I get not. it. I don't even think this is going to be close. I think yeah. this is going to be. This is where the Browns finally make a statement as. It's it's been cute the last few weeks. We're good. We're here for business. We're no longer here to just be that the Browns team that's as good as they have been in however long. They're here to be a good NFL this team. This Browns team could easily be three and zero. They should have beat. They should have beat. Uh, can't say the first week. So, mm-hmm. I like I said, I like Cleveland a lot. I, I said this earlier. I think they're AFC Championship game material. I think that's the bus. Maybe even Super Bowl or bus. But this team is damn good. Uh yeah, and they're it's only a two point spread. Only a two-point spread on my bookie. Over under is fifty-two and a half. Ooh, which that's interesting. Too. I don't know because we said ham- that it's a lock for the Chargers Chiefs to go over. I don't know if it hit honestly. Yeah, I think when you look at this game too, if Dalvin Cook's healthy, then I would expect to hit the under because a lot of running. It's gonna be a quick. It's gonna be in and out. Get maybe in, out, maybe get we get to a point where it's like twenty-eight something, but I think we could hit the under with that line. Probably. There's not gonna be a lot of time left on the clock. Yeah. Um, and then moving forward now, we have uh, New York at New Orleans and uh, the Saints. You, this, this, you were right. Yeah, I, I, know, I told you. You were right. And also, you got to take into a factor with the Saints a few weeks back, they didn't have any of their coaches. Like the, they, had, they had all coaches missed because of COVID protocols. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Against whoever it was two weeks ago. Now, that, they won last weekend, but it wasn't because Jameis played well. Jameis played terrible. No, they, oh, they sucked, but, you know, it wasn't a good situation for the Patriots. And Belichick, uh, Belichick, unfortunately, another all-time interview moment for that's him. That's tough. What did you see on Mac, Mac Jones' interceptions? Uh, he threw the ball to the wrong team. I saw the same the thing the you guys team. did. That's all I saw. Uh, I'm going with the Saints. I'm riding New Orleans too because this Giants team is a bunch of frauds. It's, Giants team is a bunch of frauds. It's gonna be bad. Yeah. Um, all right. I think this one's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, unless you think that the Jets are gonna get their no, first win of the season no. against the boys. I, I think there's a better chance this year that they go on 0 and 16 than last year. I, I'm saying it. I think there's a better chance they have 0 and 16 year than last year. They got to go 0 and 17, by the way. Oh, whatever. 0 and 17. First team to ever go 0 and 17. There if that go. happens in the inaugural season, I'm buying a lottery ticket because that's insane. I didn't think that I'd witness history like that. Um, by the way, did you see the video Luan posted? Yeah. Fuck all you tight, all all you Fairweather Titans fans booing him when he runs on the field. That man is your franchise left tackle. <laughs> He's the only reason you guys were able to turn around your shitty organization. He had one bad week against arguably one of the best defensive ends in in football. A top five pass rusher in the league, in football, possibly of all time. He's got... Well, Chandler Jones is an all-time great pass rusher, but he's top five in in football. Yes, and and what you guys did to that man is disgraceful. I don't think... I think that we should go to a Titans game and... 
just boo the hell out of all the Titans fans. It won't go bad. over well. I feel it won't bad. go over well. But. but this team is is that. Like AJ Brown went down with an injury, and they still said, you know what? Oh, we had number two Julio Jones over there. Oh, Let's yeah. go throw it to Julio That's a few okay. times. That's an okay like, option. I guess I guess I'll be okay. And oh yeah, you have also Derek Henry. I forgot about that little dude. <laughs> that that guy running that the little line. dude. Yeah, the six foot four. I have a feeling pounds. that Derek Henry could run for a hundred, two hundred yards. Probably. I think we could run into that situation. I'm serious. Because this Jets defense, oh, my God. Unless CJ Mosey makes every fucking tackle possible, this defense is that bad, and Tennessee is going to roll through New York. You want to hear – you want to know the money line? You want to – Minus – I'm going to say minus 14 and a half. No, it's – the spread is only plus – is seven and a half. Oh, shit. Hey, but, the fuck out of that. Uh, Tennessee, minus 360. Oh my God, that's plus two ninety for the Jets. Stupid, that is dumb. It's stupid. one of the it's the biggest mitch, one of the biggest mismatches of the wow, weekend. Wow, that's bad. Uh, uh, speaking of big mismatches, Kansas City at Philadelphia, Andy Reid revenge game. No, well, Andy Reid also I don't even know if he's gonna be coaching. He he said that he'll be he was treated for dehydration. Okay, that's what it was. But but Kansas City, Philly looked terrible on Monday Night Football. They looked terrible on Monday Night Football. But but KC, I don't know. I don't know if it's the fact that their defense is that bad or that, that Matt Holmes is doing too much because he's trying way too hard. Some of those throws, like, like you can't get pretty anymore. You cannot get in these deficit games where you're trying to trail by 17 anymore. Teams are realizing how to beat you. Stay everybody the fuck back. So, like, shit. And, and without Hilaire playing as good as not even being worth talking about, Chiefs could fall here, but I'm, I mean, I'm Ryan KC because I'm not stupid. I'm not picking Philadelphia. The Eagles to upset Kansas City. I'm not City. betting no on way. Philly. No but. way, but it's – I think I think we're going to see the response game now because they have been. Like, they have been very complacent the last two years. I thought that they would have figured it out in the Super Bowl, but maybe they – maybe Patrick Mahomes is a little bit cockier than we think. I think, look, I think we're running into a Seahawks 2.0. Possibly. Where they win the Super Bowl, they have that huge high, oh, this is the team of the next 10 years. They run into Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, just like Mahomes did and Russell Wilson did, and they fall off and and, and struggle to get back there. Because at some point, there's a, re- look, there's a reason why teams don't necessarily have number one tight ends and number one receivers paid that much. Because at some point, you have to throw money at your defense. And they have not – and you you have Mahomes has to get paid, Kelsey has to get paid, Tyreek Hill has to get paid, and then you have to throw some money towards the defense? There's no money for the defense. Like, like legit, that's, yeah. they're going to run into that problem Why do you soon. think they have Chris Jones rushing from the edge? And that's where, see, Seattle ran into the problem where they couldn't pay all the Legion of Boom that much. Mm-hmm. And they started separating, and that's where they fell apart. Could happen. I'm not predicting the future. I'm hoping for the downfall, but I'm saying could happen sooner than you think. How big was the pop yesterday when uh, you were at the stadium and they were like, the Chargers oh. beat the Chiefs? Oh, they were very happy. And then they showed the standings. And we were like, holy shit, the Chiefs are at the bottom of the division. <laughs> yeah, who would have thought? thought? Look at us. Look, Look at, at us. us. Who would have thought? thought? Not me. Uh, next game, we have Arizona at the Rams. Now, the Rams made a statement last weekend, but also that was a, as bad of a game as Tampa could have played. Oh, 100%, but Matt Stafford's that dude. He is. Stafford is that Cooper dude. Cup is Cooper the best Cup receiver that dude. in the league right now. Cooper Cup is number He's one. He's number receiver. one. That's it. That's it. Like Stafford is 
he's been gifted the keys to a Rolls Royce, and he is driving that son of a bitch into the he's, ground. He's got the red and blue uh, car, or blue and gold car. Do you see Jalen Ramsey? Oh yeah. <laughs> if I was if I was playing against Jalen Ramsey, I would do everything in my power not to lose to that guy. Just because I know if I lose to him, he's got the biggest mouth of all time. Oh, man. He the backs biggest. it up. Yeah, he's, he's great. Backs it he's up. a very, uh, except <laughs> if your name is Devontae Adams, he backs it up. Uh, that was an insane. This interest. Rams team is, is I think it's legit. I yeah. think, honestly, it could be super. It's Super Bowl bust 100% for this team. But Stafford is what they're missing. <laughs> honestly, you never really get a team that's this talented that's coached this well. Sean really? McVay is a great Yeah, that's facts. That's 100% and, facts. And they replaced nine coaches on their staff this season. That's true. Yeah, this, look, this, this team, legit, we could be talking about them in February. I oh, think there's I, a good chance we're talking about them at least end of January in the NFC Championship, but into Super Bowl week, I think we're talking about them. Look at them last year. They overperformed last year. I didn't think that they should have really made the playoffs. They wound up in there. They won a game. They had, who who was it, the quarterback? The, they had another XFL guy as quarterback. Wilford. Yeah. John, John Wilford. Wilford. They won a playoff game in Seattle. Yep. Well, John Wilford. Y'all can take those T-shirts to Cabo. That's yeah. all you need to see. And then you add Stafford, who was in terrible Detroit also. Shout out to Manicast, because Stafford was on the Manicast on Monday Night Football. And Peyton Manning asked, he was like, this is a divisional game, Stafford. Don't you think winning divisional games is big because you win the division that sets you up good in the playoffs? And Stafford said, I played in Detroit. <laughs> and Peyton said, he, he made like a half giggle and then just changed the subject because he was like, yeah, Stafford hasn't won. The Buccaneers have won an NFC North Divisional title more recently than the Detroit Lions. The Buccaneers haven't been in that division since 1989. And they've won a divisional ch- title more sooner than the Lions have, and they're not even in the division anymore. That's, That's nuts. I did not. Normally, I'm the guy who pulls out those stats. Well, they have the stat on. That, that's ah. why I watch the Manicast now, because you find stupid stats like that. Shout out. Peyton's the ultimate professional, because I would have just let him go. Like, oh, yeah, tell me about playing in Detroit. Yeah. No, Peyton's like, I don't. I might well, possibly you, have a chance to buy the Detroit Lions. I'm so, not going to say anything bad about the Detroit Lions. We're just going to move on. Let's just move past this. But also, good point. Yeah, I did not think about that. Did not think about that, no. Uh, next game, Seattle, San Francisco, by the way, we both going with the Rams uh, and I have a buddy in Arizona I said should I pick your Cardinals last week against the Jaguars he said no I said okay what about this week do you think they have a bounce back game I say he goes I think the Rams are going to win by at least 10 why would you be confident against the Cardinals the Cardinals who are actually a decent team and the Jaguars have nobody I don't understand that at I, all he was he he I think he has a little bit more of the media around there is not good. That's the spread right. for uh the Cardinals Rams game is six. The Cardinals are so a plus two oh five underdog. That's very interesting. But uh, we're both going Rams. Seattle, San Francisco. We have the NFC West is having a house party this weekend. They're just playing each other. Dude, that like I said, best division of football, first uh-huh. of all, no doubt about that. But I'm going to ride Seattle here because San Francisco, you need to change quarterbacks. I'm sorry. It's Trey Lance time. It's time. Um, first of all, I love a good fullback touchdown. But juice check, you've got to fall. You cannot go in the end zone because leaving goddamn Aaron Rodgers, 37 seconds left, that is never going to end well. Ever. You, don't, you do not give Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning time left in the fourth quarter to come back and kick a field goal. You do not at all. And 
San Francisco should have won that game. They they played a lot better than I thought, but Jimmy Garoppolo was very one-dimensional. He's not good. He is not good. It's Trey Lance time. We saw the Trey Lance touchdown at the end of the second half. Everyone's like, wait, is he coming in? Is he coming in? Nope, Jimmy G came right back out. I Come can't. on. It's, it's time, Kyle. It's time, Shannon. Come on. It's time. I think it's – yeah, it's – well past time, and if Trey Lance is inserted into this offense, I'm going to watch every single second of this game because I just want to see the schemes that he comes up with. Oh, yeah. I watch Kyle Shanahan's offense for the blocking schemes. <laughs> well, with, with, with Kittle and with Juszczyk, oh, that is, that is our dream. It's not necessarily even the offensive line scheme. It's what they do with the fullback and tight end. They're like, oh, my God, these motherfuckers. It's genius. Every play. It's genius. Every single it's play. Genius. It's, 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 it's like when we ran in high school, legit, where yeah. the fullback was basically moving every single play. Exactly. It, 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 when you put it in motion, eight other guys have to change their assignments. Oh, it's beautiful. It's and beautiful. nobody, we've been playing football for over 150 years. Nobody figured that out. Nope. Except nope. Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan did it. Shout out uh, Cherry Creek High School, by the way. I, I am going to ride, though, Seattle, though. I'm going San Francisco. I'm hoping that, I think Jimmy G's good enough. The Seattle, Seattle only scored 17 points last week. Yeah. And it's Minnesota's defense. Yeah. That's why I'm, I, uh, I don't know where Seattle is right now. They're I schizophrenic really don't. to me. Because they're good, and then they're not. And then they're good, but then they're not. And I'm then so, half of the game, they're fine. They got to Honestly, Pete Carroll is a good is a, is a Super Bowl coach, probably going to be a Hall of Famer eventually. But the guy, they probably need to move on to a younger coach. I think they need a new scheme. They need to, they need to change some things up because it's the same fucking offense since Super Bowl 48. It is. Uh, give me your guess on Pete Carroll's age. Cause I, I, I know he's the oldest coach. It's absurdly I high. I think it's like 71, maybe? I think he's in his 70s. 70. 70. He's okay, 70 years old. Uh, but it's about time. I think they need to bring new young young blood in there and try to get some different offenses show. Because, look, you don't necessarily need a defensive type coach because your defense can show up when it wants because it's that good at times. But you need a new offensive scheme, new coach. You have weapons in, in Metcalf and, and TJ Tyler Lockett. Use them, and they're not. It'll be interesting, but that's uh, I think that's going to be a closer game than people are giving it credit oh, yeah. for. Hopefully, I, I'm hoping for San Francisco to see the light, and it's Trey Lance time. It's Hopefully. Trey Lance time. Uh, I said, if Trey Lance gets drafted by Kyle Shanahan, I'm good with him starting week one. Oh, because that's the one. If there's yeah. a co- coach I trust with a quarterback, it's Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. Uh, next up, Baltimore at Denver. I'm going Broncos. I'm going Broncos too. Like I said, Baltimore. Get, I think this is a trap game for Baltimore. Maybe I said it was last week, but the Broncos knew what they had the first three weeks of the season, and now they're saying, you know what? Now it's time to show who we are. And I think this team, if Teddy doesn't turn the ball over, and and this defense doesn't get to them, which I don't think they have that much pressure on quarterbacks that much often. I think right, they still have Calais Campbell still rushing the quarterback. I'm pretty sure that's uh-huh. the only pass rush they have, but. What you need to have is you need to have Von Miller and you need Malik Reed holding the edges. You got like I said, keep don't let the quarterback outside the pocket. You li- let you need to le- get some speed on the field. I'm sorry, Alexander Johnson, you're not playing this week. You get, you put Justin Stranad in. You give Baron Browning, the guy from Ohio State, who was one, was very fast, and you even think about putting Sartan in the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. You, you put one of those guys. You put a spy on him exactly. and and let make them. Run the ball with the backup running backs. Not Lamar run the ball. Make make Lamar throw the ball. If Lamar beats you from the pocket, you can live with live it. Live with it, yes. But I, 
I agree with you. And I, I, think, th- I think the inside rush to Shelby Harris too. And oh my God, Draymond Jones blew up the freaking right tackle for the Jets. And straight into the running back. I, like twice. I saw that play and I was like, oh my God, this is beautiful. Draymond Jones is overpowering the Jets' offensive line. And it's really different because the, because the Baltimore offensive line is a little bit, I mean, obviously a lot better than the Jets. But, but man, this... I'm I'm confident in the inside presence. What you need now is you need Melvin Gordon because you you established the running game a lot more last week. You need Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams to not turn the ball over, exactly. and then then run the ball hard. I think the Broncos. The way I, reason I picked them because I think they're hearing you've beaten team three teams, teams with yeah. one. You're one getting win. no respect. You really are. So You're getting uh, no respect. People. I think they're gonna come out if Vic Vangio is the guy that I think he is. He's gonna come into the meeting and this is our fu game. F you. I know we played shitty teams. We can beat good teams. Or we can play with – at least prove that you can play with them. If you lose by three points, like if Justin Tucker kicks a miraculous 66-yard field goal again. Again. Fuck. I'll, like that's what you you're good sleep, with. Yeah. You're good with Lamar beating you from the pocket. Those are the two things. But this is not necessarily a must-win, but it's a must-perform game for the and, Broncos. And another thing I'm going to put into factor that the Broncos need to win, I'm going to say key of the game, is keep Lamar off the field. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Have long drives. Don't go three and outs. Have drives where you go from your own 20, 25, all the way down to the 30. If you get three points, great. You'll take it. But get drives that last five to six minutes. Keep Lamar on the sidelines, and so that way your, your defense gets rest, and then Lamar has to make plays with his legs, mm-hmm. and then you're able to continue to take him in the pocket. That's how you win this game. Unfortunately, with your defensive personnel, you're not able to do what Buffalo did in the playoffs where you just play 10 DBs on the field. That's true. But uh, that's, that's why you need to control the clock if you're the Broncos. Next up, Pittsburgh at Green Bay. I think this one's pretty easy, especially with the way Pittsburgh looked last week. Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. Yeah, he's not as stoned he's as he was He's a bad man. He's not as distracted, stoned, whatever you want to call it. He's what a flip, though, right? Green Bay, we were like, oh, this team is ass. They lost to the Warrens that bad. We were like, man, Pittsburgh is that good? Two weeks ago. Here we are, week yeah. three. And I, and I think, honestly, if this was a week two matchup, we'd probably be like, you know what? I guess we'll pay it. We'll, we'll take Pittsburgh. But here we are, week four, and I'm hammering Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers is that dude, and this is the revenge tour we're waiting on. You want to know my hot take for this game? I think it ends as an Aaron Rodgers versus Dwayne Haskins showdown. I don't think Ben Roethlisberger. Dwayne Haskins other than Mason Rudolph? Yeah. Dwayne Haskins is, is the, he the backup. Or is Dwayne Haskins is the backup. Mason Rudolph is third string. I mean, I, I don't even think it's a hot take. I just I seeing Ben Roethlisberger fall on his face. I felt bad for the guy. I've hated the guy my entire life, and I call him a different name when I'm not on on air, and not sponsored too. Yeah, <laughs> it's not good. That guy. I feel bad for him. I was like, get Grandpa off the field, get him out of here. Yeah, it's it's just I feel bad for the guy, and the Steelers team is just not it. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have uh, final game Monday Night Football. Las Vegas versus the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm going the Raiders. I don't know why. The Chargers, Justin Herbert is that dude. But I'm going to go with the Raiders because I think Derek Carr is, like I said, he's MVP conversation. He's in the MVP conversation, and they figured out what they need to do offensively. They figured out defensively, Max Crosby and Nassib mm-hmm. are rushing the pass like the water. Those two dudes are having a hell of a time. Yeah, I think it's at it's in LA. I know that the Chargers have a terrible home field advantage. Nobody shows up to their games, but 
I like I, I got a ride with my guy Eckler. I think Justin Eckler Herbert has played really well for me, especially with my oh, fancy team. Yeah, yeah, I'll take that. He's uh, I'm hoping he has another big game, but I think that the Chargers are in a place now. I really think that the Raiders are going to do what the Raiders always do and play really well through the first part of the season, and, and then, then just absolutely de- deflate. Um, and the Chargers, I know. That they screwed me the t- two weeks ago when I picked them, and you're always like to say the Chargers find ways to lose games. I get it, but they are at the point now where every now and then they won't find that way to lose a game because they have Justin Herbert yes. now. Yes, look, I will give it to Brandon Staley because Staley is that dude, and he he has realized you know what? Let's just do what Justin Herbert and let him let him lead us to that point. Yeah, uh, I was mistaken by the way. We have uh, we didn't talk about the uh, Tampa Bay Patriots matchup. So we do have one more game here um, to talk about, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to, this, this Sunday night game, it's a revenge game, obviously here. I'm going to, I'm going to ride with Tampa Bay. I think it's pretty easy. I think Tom Brady wants to win so badly in new England. I think he wants it more than anything. And I don't think Mac Jones outperforms him. He's not there yet. What he kind of stunts yet. do you think Belichick is going to pull to try and beat Brady though? <laughs> I think that we're going to see some weird – he's going to be scouring the rule book. He's going to see some weird rule from, like, 1930 that should have got taken out but never did. Like, he's going to do what Mike Vrabel did when the Patriots lost to the Titans in in the divisional round of the playoffs. I I think Tampa – I'm going to pick Tampa Bay as well. I'm just interested to see what Belichick is going to do. My most interesting thing – they obviously haven't came out with the player lines yet, but Hammer Gronkowski to have a touchdown. Yeah. I think it's I guaranteed. Oh, I, it's Gronk's going to have a big it's Gronk gonna be, one. I think Gronk has more to prove than Brady. Though. It's going to be Brady and Gronk in the end zone. I'm going to say twice. And I think we're going to have two Gronk spikes, one from Brady or one from Gronk, and then Gronk is going to give the second one to Brady to spike it. Just because, look, they're going to boo him. Should they boo him? Probably not. I think it's Julian Edelman night, too. Which, because uh, because they're because because he retired and they think that he's all that, so they're making it his night. But I, <laughs> Patriots, Mac Jones, I had so much hope for you, and you. I think look, he'll he's be a rookie quarterback, yeah. so he has a lot to prove, a lot to, a lot way to go. But this is tough. We didn't think about last week how good Sean Payton is against rookie uh, quarterbacks. That's true, because we always talk about Belichick as the coach, but you know, Sean Payton's not a bad head coach. That's true, he has won a Super Bowl. Um, Although, by the way, hope, did you see Bruce Arians get taken out last night? Yeah, that was I was bad. like, God, you should, call, you, know, yeah. you should call plays from the box because you're 68 years old. You shouldn't be down there taking Pete Carroll like looks like he, he, he can still run around, but Bruce Arians I don't think should be running around anymore. I think Bruce Arians ends his night with three and glasses of scotch. <laughs> yeah. uh, Bruce Arians is not the bill of health that Pete Carroll is. All right, that's our picks for the NFL Pick'em, F-E-O-T-B pod, Pick'em, week four. Uh, hopefully I make up some ground. If uh, things we'll go see. my way, I will have made up. Uh, I, I think I'll at least make up halfway. But if things don't, I'm, it's going to be over. That's true. You never really know. All right. The pick'em's out of the way. Now we get to do uh, one of uh, – it's a segment that I really enjoy because I get to find some different stories. But uh, What's Brewing, presented by our friends at the High Alpine Brewing Company. By the way, Western is enjoying their first 4-0 start to the season in 40 years. 
How about that? Who yeah, thought? they play Mines this weekend, though, so it's about to uh, come crashing down. Yeah, that's uh, true. What do you got for what's brewing? My what's brewing this UFC card this weekend was insane, first of all. We had a lot of great things going on, but my what's brewing is jujitsu. Because jujitsu is fucking back, baby. If you watched any, any, anyone that knows jujitsu, obviously, who, who loves watching it, and, and if you watched that Volkanovsky Ortega uh, main, main event, mm-hmm. oh my god. Ortega, first of all, black belt jiu-jitsu, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. The guy had, a, guy, guy had a rear naked choke. He had a guillotine, and then he had a uh, triangle choke. Mm-hmm. Volkanovski escaped all three in one round. In one round. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. All three were locked in. Volkanovski even said it post-fight. He was like, man, how close, How locked in was that uh, neck crank? And he was like, "It was an oh shit, I'm gonna lose my belt" type moment, <laughs> and he kicked out of it. And that was that was cr- probably honestly one of the craziest rounds in, in MMA history. And that card, oh my god, that look that Ortega fight, Ortega hats off. The poor guy just ran into Holloway and and Volkanovski, yeah. but the dude may go down as one of the best all time to never win a belt. Remember what he did to Frankie Edgar? Too, oh, he like, yeah. T City's no joke. T City is no joke, T-City. and it was it was an absolutely fantastic main event. I don't have to say a whole lot about the co-main event because Shevchenko just fucking dominated. Yeah. It was it was it was a snoozer Did fight. Did you see that Mariah's undercard fight? The Marlon I Mariah's? didn't see that. What yeah. the fuck was that? Oh my god! That referee should have stopped the fight in the first round for Mariah's, and then Mariah, he should have stopped yeah. it. Three minutes before he did in the second round, Mariah's was laying there getting elbowed in the face. Well, I think it was Herb too. Herb is Herb is. It was no, it was it was some it was uh, I think Ross something Peterson, oh, the guy with the brown oh, yeah, hair Russ Peterson and the ta- or something tattoos. Like that, yeah. But I was like, what are you? He's not fighting back. That's seventy-six straight punches or strikes that he has not returned. Yeah, like you need to. Call I get it. that he's not unconscious, but I don't think he knows where he is right no, now. That, that card, that fight was crazy. And then obviously the fight that I won a lot of money on because I told you guys what was going to happen. Robbie Lawler fucking came in and dominated. Yeah, Nick Diaz was throwing wheel kicks fifteen feet away. D- Diaz, first of all, like he didn't want to be there. You could tell he didn't want to be there. I knew it. I was like, Robbie Lawler is that good still. And Lawler was just taking punches. And, and look, Diaz had Nick Diaz had some great boxing. He was landing some punches. They threw some on 200 punches in the first round. Mm-hmm. You both knew. It was basically a gentleman's agreement. We're not wrestling. You were both just throwing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he basically, I mean, look. Well, Robbie Diaz, wanted that. Robbie wanted that right badly. Now. And Nick Diaz was just there to get his money. Yeah, that's something. He basically said at post game too. He was like, "I wasn't feeling well, but we had to change weight classes." And Bob, and you could tell he wasn't like even when even the walk there, when he was like, it was almost like he forgot how to do everything because the the guy who tapes them puts the uh, uh, Vaseline on their faces. Diaz wasn't even facing him; he was just looking inside the octagon. It was weird, and I was like, "Oh, there's no shot Robbie loses this." And Robbie just came out dominated. There is a very big difference between the Diaz brothers. I think Nate fights because he physically has to. Yeah. Nick fought for a while because he liked it, and he's good at it. He's, by the way, both Diaz's black belts in jujitsu. Yep. Uh, very good boxers as well. I knew that there he knocked out Robbie in their first fight, but that was a 24 year old Nate Nick Diaz. Yeah, and a 20 something year old Robbie Lawler. That was too. yeah, that was Robbie Lawler's first fight in the UFC. Yeah, and so. it wasn't gonna go that way. So I was, I didn't put money on that one because I was pissed off. I lost 
my Anthony Joshua oh, one. Sure, yeah. Uh, more more so for what what my must what's brewing is. Boxing is officially dead. I'm calling it. I've been trying to tell you, We've no, no, wait, like so many wait, times. Anthony Joshua. We've said this so many times. No, I get it, but I was like, Anthony Joshua versus Tyson Fury, that's going to be a huge fight. That's two British champions. They're going to unify the heavyweight title for the first time in I can't even remember how long. Uh, no. 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 No, no, no. Shout out. I'm not going to take away from Ulcic. I think Anthony Joshua was ready for that fight. Ulcic just had a very good game plan. Get in his face, because Anthony Joshua is used to being the guy who sets the pace. If you get in his face and just throw punches at him, whether they land or not, he's going to get frustrated. And, and look, I, I, I was listening to your center attention, and, and I was going to wait until we got to this point, because I knew you had this on the list. And the reason behind the, all the Joshua saying, especially coming from me, it's the fact that they compared him to, to the Tysons, the Hollies, because of his stature. That's where it pissed me off. He was 31-0 with... 28 knockouts. I know, but he does not touch Tyson's jockstrap. He doesn't touch Ali. He doesn't touch Frazier. He doesn't touch any of the legends, in my opinion, in their prime. I don't. And that's I never where put that pissed. I don't know, but there was people out yeah. there and his own camp saying that I'm going to be I'm the greatest heavyweight boxer of all time. His promoter is Eddie Hearn, who I think if you look at him on the television screen, you'll have slime on your face. That's why I all, I was slandering Joshua that much. I yeah. That's the reason. It's Box- not because of the guy, because I think he's good for the sport, and I would love Fury versus Wilder. He's a, he's a great or not Fury versus Joshua. I mean. Yeah, he's a great ambassador for what boxing can do because he was gonna be in prison for the rest no. of his life if he didn't start picking up boxing. By the way, started boxing at 18, won a gold medal at 20. No. He is a very talented guy. Boxing, you have to look past the fighter. Most of the time when you don't like a boxer, it's because of the promoter. Nobody yeah. really liked Tyson because Don King was a shiesty fuck. And nobody <laughs> likes Anthony Joshua because Eddie Hearn, like I said, is a slime ball and a half. But I, I don't know. He, unfortunately, when you look like that, you're going to get all the hype and all the comparisons because... Because he looked like, looks like a Greek I, god. Like, he, he was cut out of the side of a stone. That's how Anthony Joshua looked. And he is a good... I think Tyson Fury now... Would have just whooped the shit out of him. I'm glad that we're not oh, going to see yeah, that. It's probably Tyson, a blessing. Tyson Fury is going to do exactly what Olsik did to Deontay Wilder, and then he would have done it to Anthony Joshua if he wants to. Oh, it would have been that that in so many worse. Like, honestly, if you're a Fury or like you don't even want want to take that fight, like it's not even worth it anymore. No. And basically, all what's brewing this week is that MMA is the fucking king. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. I think boxing needed to unify the belts again, and now they need not a. Gonna... And look, Canelo too has a big fight coming up, and and he was dodging some stupid punches in box and press conferences. His his timing is incredible, but MMA is 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 the is the what boxing was in the eighties. MMA is that. Yeah, it's not, not what it used to be, unfortunately, and I don't think it's gonna get back there because Eddie Hearn's not gonna unify the belt with. Alexander Olsik. No. That's not, not how no, that's not, not gonna happen. The IBF and WBO is what killed boxing. I'm it, gonna say that. It's it's all the promotions is just stupid as it is. It's basically like having Bellator one championship and UFC all all have their champions and, and all fight each other and without any, any warranty. And basically all the top fighters go to the UFC. Bellator is a close second. The one championship obviously has a few guys here and there. But if you want to win and be a top guy, you go to the UFC. Everybody knows who the world champion is in MMA, and it's the UFC champion. Everybody used to know who the world champion was in boxing. But now it's you just don't know anymore. The lineal heavyweight championship, which is what Tyson Fury holds, is the true heavyweight championship. These 
greedy guys. And honestly, boxing sucks, and boxing fell behind UFC because you pad guys' records. You give whatever belt they want for what for, for and, super reasons, and you make them fight cupcakes because you want them to have a thirty and O record. You wanna, and then when they yeah. fight a real dude like Alexander Olsik. Or Andy Ruiz. People forget Andy Ruiz was Shout also Andy an Olympic Ruiz, boxer yeah. when he was going into that fight against Fluffy Andy 2.0. Joshua. Yeah, Fluffy 2.0. Uh, and then got way too fluffy in the second yeah. fight. Uh, no, it's it's bad. It was a bad look. Unfortunately, I love boxing. I always love. I boxing. wish it was. I wish it was as big as it was. But yeah. if if I am paying money to go to a fight. Or whether it be MMA or boxing, I would rather go to a fight night than a championship belt of unless it's Canelo or Fury or Wilder. I would rather go to any any fight night card for UFC rather than go to that BS. All right, now we get to go to our rebranded segment. We get to talk about our favorite betting lines thanks to our great partner and sponsor MyBookie. Be sure to sign up at mybookie.ag and use our promo code BENCH to all automatically caps, baby. Double your uh, first deposit. All caps. Bench. All caps. All right. What's in my book? What uh, What do you got here? I got for- some good ones. Like I said, I'm gonna. I save my ride the slope. I'm gonna have a theme every week. I had NFL for you last week. I oh, I lost so bad. I think I lost all three legs of it too, which made it even worse. But I, I won some money on my um, what's in my book though, because I hit on every single one of those. So I have. Antonio, Antonio or Antonia Sevchenko, which is Valentina's sister, fighting this weekend on the UFC card. She's at plus 185 right now to beat Casey O'Neill. I'm hammering that. Your, your sister comes off this big win. I'm taking you too. Well, obviously, I don't give a fuck. I'm taking you too. Damn good training partner. Yeah, so I'm taking you too to win. I think she lost her last fight. That's why she's an underdog, but yeah. I'm taking you too because of your name. Well,. I, I could see that. Did you see the meme going around? It's like uh, Valentina Shevchenko just kicked a girl's head off her shoulders, and it's the guy doing her little dance for celebration. I was laughing my ass oh, off man. when I saw that. All right, my first one, uh, hockey season is back. I didn't really like much of what I saw for NFL and or college football, so I, I figured let's put out a future there. Uh, my bookie has Carolina to miss the playoffs at plus 160. So you gotta remind me, what division are they? The Central, which is um, they're with, because the fucking division shit yeah, messes it, me up every single. Because they do stupid stuff every single year. It's true. Uh, they're in Nashville. They're in there with. Uh, I think they might be. They're in there with Tampa. Tampa's yeah, in their division well, normally. The, but I said I like I like this one because they got rid of Najelkovic, yeah. which was their stud goaltender from last year. They, the Carolina Hurricanes, are in the Metropolitan. So they have the Islanders, the Capitals, the Flyers, the Devils, the Penguins, and the Rangers. Yeah, um, that division is a lot better than what it was. Well, it's a lot better than – yeah, because they were in the Central with uh, Nashville and Tampa yeah. and all those teams. And uh, we saw what, what happened now. They won Twitter because yeah, they beat like, the shit out of Nashville in Twitter. Remember, never forget that uh, Creed performed at second. And Taylor Lewan drank a beer off of Catfish. Yeah, uh, and they probably won't even invite Taylor Lewan back this well, they probably season. Probably won't. Uh, but I like Carolina. I think Carolina is not going to be as good. I like Washington. What they did, Islanders, and you know the Rangers also. The Rangers are putting together. Something. Yeah, Rangers may be a little bit sleeper there too. Who knows though? But that division, I, I still may take them to make the playoffs because, like I said, it's still eight teams in the playoffs. I just don't know who they're going to have in in net now. That's and, true. And they got rid of uh, 
another it's like their defenseman one of their really good defensemen they're like oh we're we don't need him we're good that's right i do remember so, that now uh, i like the like the canes to miss the playoffs plus 160 my second one i have i'm going to nfl for these last two my my first one for the nfl like i said we said it earlier i forgot to put this down tennessee minus seven and a half is at minus 115 I don't know why you would not take this. Mm. I don't understand why it's even a conversation. I don't know. It, I'm surprised this is not minus like 14 and a half. Legit, the Jets are that bad. And Derek, the only reason why I think this wouldn't happen would be that the Titans just run the ball so much that there's not enough time to put up more points. Mm. <laughs> like this Jets team is, is, is that bad and I'm taking seven and a half all fucking day. Yeah, that's a pretty, that's a good lock. Uh, lock, my, huge lock. My next one, I got the Panthers money line at plus 175. If you think that the Panthers are going to win, I I did it last week with Notre Dame. I said I was just going to bet the spread. I ended up doing spread and money line. No. So I, I got a little parlay going myself. But uh, I like if you think the Panthers have a shot to win this weekend like I do, it makes Hammer it a little that, bit more yeah. interesting when you put money on it. And plus 175 is a good return. That's not about My last one, Bucks minus six and a half over the Pats. Like I said, the Bucks, I think I think Tom Brady is going to have something to prove. I don't think he, he doesn't necessarily have something to prove, but he wants to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lock. At minus 115, I think Tom Brady just comes in and rules. Because if the Pats play like they did last week, this is going to be over by the first half. It's not going to be a close game. My last one, I said Cardinals plus six on their spread. I don't think that they're going to win, but I do think there's a chance we get a Kyler Murray versus Matt Stafford shootout. I think there's a very good shot that happens. I I don't necessarily think that they're going to win by more than a touchdown. My buddy in Arizona said, no, they're going to win by 10 points at least. I was like, you know, the Cardinals play to whoever they're playing. So they're playing a really good team. They score a lot. When they're playing a really bad team, they look like absolute dog shit. That's true. You never really know. But now we have ride the slope. We lost last week very, very badly, Jimmy. How bad was it? We lost all three legs. Yeah. So we didn't even go down. We, we were skidding down the mountain very, very bad this week. I'm going to give you a college football parlay that is one to hit. I guarantee it this week. I guarantee it. Give me the Charles Barkley. I guarantee it. So we're going here. First one, easy. Easiest money you'll win all week. Iowa minus four? Minus four against Maryland at minus 115. That's the first leg. That's a lock. That's guarantee. I'm, I'm putting a guarantee stamp on that. What do you think, Jim? You don't have any faith in Talia Tagovailoa? Hell no. I'm taking Iowa the whole way there. Second leg, we have medium leg. Notre Dame plus two and a half over Cincy. I'm taking the Fighting Irish. I think that that is it. Jake Coker is the dude. or he Jack Cohn. Jack Wow, I am way Jake off. Jake Coker is out. <laughs> wow, that was, that, that was way off. Jack, Jack Cohn is and out. Also, shout out their backup, Drew Pine, the five foot nine king. Oh yeah, that that absolute animal. I don't even know Jack Cohn, Jake Coker, who the five five foot nine king, whoever it matters is. I'm taking Notre Dame plus two and a half. That's the second leg, medium difficulty, only minus one ten. Parlay those two together. I don't know what the odds are because I didn't write those down. But here we go. Last leg, I have Ole Miss to cover plus 14 and a half. This is the hard one. I think Alabama is that good, but I think Ole Miss can make this. A- Halfway of a game. This is plus, as good as Ole Miss has been. Plus 14 and a half is a favorable odds because this is very similar to the Florida one, too. Yeah. Florida made it interesting Backdoor at the cover. end of the game. Yeah. Backdoor cover. This is where the, the where Ole Miss can get you. Alabama, plus, they're not known to cover those spreads. They really are, unless you're playing a national championship game, unless a trash team like Ohio State. Yes, I called you trash. Trash team like Ohio State, you don't cover those big spreads that often. So, so I'm taking – 
Iowa minus four against Maryland. Notre Dame plus two and a half over Cincy, and Old Miss to cover plus fourteen and a half, minus one fifteen. Altogether, plus five eighty-seven. Ten dollars wins you like fifty-eight seventy cents. I think I'm not positive. I'm not a math major, but you know what? That's what I'm, I'm guaranteeing this slope because the first one was that bad. This one, I am that much more confident You're in. You're expecting a bounce back week. I don't. This is a bounce back week. I was interested about the Notre Dame and Cincinnati, honestly. I think that's too close to, for me to put any money on. I think I would rather just watch that game and enjoy how close it is. But if you have no, if I was going to put that, that's the one that I'm intrigued by. The, the confidence is where, if Notre Dame wins, it's going to be more than three points. Yeah, two and a half. That's where you look at. Well, Notre Dame kicks a field goal to win the game. There's your cover. True. There's your cover. True. So that's where I'm at with yeah, that. Yeah, two and a half is a nice little sweet spot there. It's it's a good it's a good it's a feel good spot. It's better than because my six and a half had me nervous. Nervous as hell. Yeah. Last week. <laughs> two so, and a half. Uh, you're like, oh. If you lose, lose by less than a touchdown, please. Please, please, please. please yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's that's where I'm hammering that. Like I said, I'm riding that slope. Per the slope was uphill last week. This week we're riding all the way down to the bottom of the mountain, and we're hammering the hell out of this. Last week's slope was if you put my big ass on skis and just shoved me. Shove you down the mountain. This week we're going down nice and smooth. You'll figure it out. <laughs> all right, now uh, let's wrap things up here. By the way, episode fifty-nine. Fifty-nine. Yeah. Fifty-nine. Uh, it's been a long, long time. Long time. Here we go. Player of the week. Well, that's nuts. 59. That's actually kind of crazy. We've been chugging along for we're quite a while. About to get our, or we're over our AAP card as a podcast <laughs> that's now. true, yeah. Uh, we, we qualify for senior citizen. I'll take it. Player of the week. Uh, my player of the week, Bengals guy, Logan Wilson. By the way, leads the league in, inter- in interceptions at three. Ooh, that's crazy. That's Two cool. interceptions against uh, Big Ben. And Which also is pretty easy. Well, <laughs> yeah, and the two the two interceptions were like he was tossing it to Logan Wilson. It was like, here you go, here's uh, a gift, take it, please. He see big see that's what Big Ben see now. He's like, oh, do I give it to you? Are you the ref? No, he's not the ref. Also, he had 14 tackles to go along with his two interceptions. That's that's, that's actually that's insane. 14 tackles. That's that's the one where you look at it like holy shit, 14 tackles. Shout out the former Wyoming linebacker Logan Wilson. That that is nuts. My player of the week. I'm gonna go with Cooper Cup here because I went three and one in fantasy football. But the one week I lost, one game I lost was because of fucking Cooper Cup. And this dude is just an absolute animal. Like I said earlier, number one receiver in fantasy football. Light week this week. Not only 96 yards, only two touchdowns. And this dude is, I think he had nine catches for all that. That's that's an off week. That's an off week. Based on what he's been doing, that is insane. This guy is unreal. Number one pick in, 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 right now, number one receiver in fantasy football. It pains me even more because I have Robert Woods on two of my teams. And I thought this was going to be Robert Woods. No. I thought this was Robert Woods was going to be the guy. But nope, here we are, Cooper Cup. By the way, where did Cooper Cup go to college? I don't know. Eastern Pro- Washington. Oh, God. Big Sky product. I, <laughs> on the red turf. That's the only reason oh, people know that's about the only Eastern reason, Washington. Yeah, that's the only reason yeah. why that, 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 or that team is even relevant. Exactly. Yep. Uh, now, play of the week. What's your play of the week? Play of the week, easy. Jordan Spieth hit one of the stupidest shots I have ever seen. So, look, the, the whole 17, I'm pretty sure it is, has this huge slope. And basically, you have to hit the golf ball straight in the air because it's it's basically on a straight down wall and it's hooked on a branch. You had to back up 20 feet to see where it landed. Oh, he popped this straight up in the air. I think it was 30 feet or somewhat. It lands two feet like from me from from this side of the table to the other side of the table. 
from the hole. And the guy, one of the most insane golf shots, the dude, Spieth, ran all the way down basically to the water in Lake Michigan because he fell off. He, he, was, he didn't want to fall. And we, everyone was like, man, you should have kept the, 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 uh, the video on Spieth because we, we, we got to see if he can walk on water <laughs> because if you can do that, that's, that's all you need to know. The Ryder Cup, it was an absolute domination, yeah. but that, that was the icing on the cake. That, was one that of is the, one of the craziest shots I've ever seen. It's one of the cooler shots. I think that and then the John Rahm practice shot where he rolled it across oh, the lake. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, if it was in the tournament, it would have been cooler, but it was still cool for me to see that. All right. My play of the week is the one that won me my money. <laughs> Bring me my money. Show me Chris money. Tyree, Notre Dame kick returner. Tyree related to other Tyree? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. He's a good re- kick returner. Uh, Wisconsin just kicked the field goal to take the lead. I was like, what the fuck? When did Graham Mertz complete passes? Notre Dame left themselves in the locker room. I am so upset. I'm never betting on sports again. Oh, wait. He's open. Nobody's going to – is he gone? Oh, he's gone. He's gone. 96-yard touchdown kick return against Wisconsin. I think first kick return – for Notre Dame in three to four years. It was insane, and they never lost the lead again. Oh, it, it was almost as though that Notre Dame wanted to give Wisconsin fans a hope. Yeah. They wanted to give them a hope. I was, and they're like, oh, no, we, we're still Notre Dame. I was sitting there. I was like, okay, it, they're losing by three. I'll still win my, co- my spread We're still cover is going to hit. So we'll be right. I put 20 bucks on the spread, and I was going to win 1750 back. I was like, uh, man, I really wish I would have hit the money. Oh, there he goes. Oh, he's gone. Oh, bye. Oh, we're going to be all right. <laughs> okay. I'm a fighting Irish fan again. Uh, I will tell people that I am part Irish, not just the Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the first time you've ever said, oh, I'm, I'm an Irish fan, a fighting Irish fan. Yeah. The hatred toward Ohio State and then now Notre Dame. Wow. Turn of events. I can't even hate Ohio State anymore. They just suck. Yeah, they really do. <laughs> and Clemson. Sorry, Uncle Rick. I, I apologize. Uh, no, but that's going to bring us to the end of episode 59 of The Far Under the Bench. Fun episode. A lot of stuff that we got to. Be sure. Sign up with our partners at mybookie.ag. We'll be betting on our sports this weekend. So if you want to win some money like we did, be sure to get in on there. Mybookie.ag. Promo code BENCH. Capital. All capital. You'll double your first deposit. And... Uh, will be uh it's fun it's a lot of fun especially when you're i don't have a team playing this weekend other than thursday night i'm gonna be putting some money on some games so i have some invested interest and we like we said last week we we hammered the Ryder cup line when they switched that we hammered the the, best promotions of any betting app that i've seen oh legit like i was i was because because you know some some other companies who we will not name offer like parlays and oh maybe this will happen but you'll win plus one hundred but the odds are at plus or um, at minus one hundred mm. so you only win that much the odds are incredible with my bookie like legit insane it's so easy just down just just go to the website yeah, don't even have to download don't anything. even have to download it you just go to the website you find the odds and you're like holy shit they have that line I'm hammering that holy cow I'm hammering that I'm hammering that line you it's free money let's put it. This- this way the bet was if somebody bleeds in a mixed martial arts contest you win your money back if someone some. doesn't bleed then something went badly wrong i think they would probably have given half the money back. Still bad, like, oh yeah. shit uh okay uh, you you get half your money back but yeah be sure to check out my bookie be sure to follow us at feotb pod on your favorite listening platform as well subscribe to our youtube channel uh hopefully we don't look too bad now that we have a, a camera, good enough camera yeah. that you can see our faces uh, be sure to check us out there and uh, yeah, keep following us. We're we're moving right along. We're we got some cool things in the Almost works. Almost at one K followers on Twitter. So if you're listening to us 
and you're not following, go hit that follow button. We always hit the follow back button. So we'll have if you're something not following for us, yeah. the thousandth follower. We're I almost think we have there. To. I think we're like 50 away or yep. something like that. Yeah, we're close. We're getting close. But anyways, for myself, Jimmy Pilato, Nico Bryan, my co-host, this has been episode 59 of the Far End of the Bench podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you next this week. Peace. Is the blues I'm playing. Yes, it's a final thing When the night is cold and lonely This is a dollar bill was it the money that made me a savage? Popping them purses and I made it a habit. Towing them pistols and serving them addicts. That was exciting to me. I'm so excited to be.